What it is, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuf71. And coming from the grave like an altered beast fighter. This Rise is season from your three. <laughs> season three, episode one of the Gaming Vessels podcast. Folks, uh, once again, we are back in your ears. We apologize for the what it, delay. Hi- hiatus. <laughs> hiatus. I would say hiatus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was trying to find the right uh, uh, adjective there. Uh, uh, apologize for the hiatus, but sometimes real life gets in the way, as I'm sure you all can relate to, unless you're independently wealthy and everything has been going your way like a 1950s musical movie um but uh we're back and uh we are happy to have you all along for the ride we're kicking off a new season with this episode uh there will be uh our last episode from our prior season uh should should be posting as well so you might have a have a little bit of a time window episode that you can listen to with that one, and we're jumping right into the uh, to the new hotness <laughs> with this one with a new season. So yes, happy to be back, uh, fellas. You happy to be back? I am definitely happy to be back. Um, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, Maya, uh, I just had a lot of just, just had a lot of stuff with school and whatnot, and it was just like. Ugh. and then and then i just was like i gotta get this done and then i finally got school done passed all my classes got a promotion at work there's a lot of stuff was happening and i was just like i just got stuff i gotta do and then and then once it once it was all taken care of and i was just i started feeling so much better and i was just like now i can fully concentrate on this and get it and get this fantastic podcast out so very excited very very excited yeah, I'm glad to be back in the saddle again as well on there. Pretty much, uh, I think prior shows I've talked about how I've been working a lot of overtime just to kind of keep my household afloat. But uh, then also as well, um, me and my wife are separating and divorcing. So we're trying to sell our house and do other stuff on top of me working all that overtime. So, <laughs> so I've been kind of busy, kind of busy, a little bit. So. Okay. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been playing over these, what, month and a half <laughs> that we've been gone, <laughs> whatever. I'm like a dog. Uh, time, I, I have very a very poor sense of time. So however long it's been, uh, Des, uh, aside from from working, uh, what you've had, what have you had time to play of late? Um, well, you know, I, 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 I am free. Of my Monster Hunter addiction, so <laughs> so yeah, so I, I'm free from it. So I'm like, yay, no more Monster Hunter for a while. I, you know, I beat the game, and so I started playing a couple of other games. So I was playing uh, Nino Kuni, Nino Kuni two, uh, but unfortunately, um, I don't know. Just that that the game was fun, but it just didn't really just kind of sit. You know, it's not that it didn't sit well with me. It was just kind of like. I mean, yeah, the, the 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 gameplay just wasn't wasn't really there for me. You know, um, so Do you it was think okay. the first one was had better gameplay. 
Um, no, no. I, I, I think that I just think the gameplay is 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 okay. It's just there's a lot to do in the game. Like you're building up your 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 settlement, which is your kingdom and stuff like that. And I just wasn't I just wasn't into that minutia of just doing that. And I was just like, you know, I just want to play the game. I don't want to have to manage all this other stuff. So. You know, and then there's there's like three different modes you can play. Um, I don't know, just 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 didn't really, you know, just didn't really like you know become one of those things that it's like I had to come home and play it. You know, it was it, it, it didn't become that. So so I put it down. Um, I also got back into um, uh, Pillars of Eternity, the first one, because of the I'm trying to get ready for the second one. I've really been getting into CRPGs. Um, I, I really, you know, that that kind of, you know, get your squad, give them directions, and they play out the directions. Um, I got a taste of that uh, with, like, um, Wasteland 2, but then it was um, Final Fantasy... Which one was that, Joe, the remake that came out? I can't remember. Uh, 12? Yeah, Final, Final Fantasy 12, which was sort of... Which was sort of, kind of like a CRPG, and I say that only because you you basically issued commands, and whenever, and then when you, when you, um, when your characters engaged combat, they they would you know execute their commands, and and it was there's something about a joy about watching them do the commands that you that you tell them to do. The AI like run those routines. I know something. I, I thought I wouldn't like it because it's not um you're not it's not that kind of um you know, turn-based combat, but having them do their, their run their routines, I guess. I don't know. There's something gratifying about making them, making it all kind of work out. And, and then CRPGs like, you know, Boulder's Gate and Icewind Dale and stuff like that. That's not, I mean, you can't really, there's not that level of detail. It's not that I have found. So it's just kind of finding one that I can really, really, really enjoy, which is making me now sort of want to get more more um uh involved in pc gaming i don't have a pc uh gaming pc yet and 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 seeing all these you know crpg games and other independent games that are coming out for the pc is kind of making me really want to do that so that's the sort of things that i've been thinking about and then i've been playing gravity rush 2 uh, fun game. Uh, the fun game. I really like the art style. Really like uh, the cutscenes. It's like a comic book. Uh, I really like the characters. But the gameplay, you know, it's fun when you're zooping around and it's a, it's kind of wonky and 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 targeting is is really kind of wonky. But but I really like just just the the game. So so I'm I'm, I'm bouncing between that and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I finally started playing that game. Loving it, love the characters, love the story. A uh, lot of, which is interesting, and I'm going to say this: there's like a lot of uh, racial diversity in this game, which is really kind of interesting. There's just a lot of people in it, you know, a lot of different colors, a lot of different skins and skin colors, and you know, you know, having a you know female protagonist, you know, is really kind of fun. I don't, I have no problem playing Aloy and all stuff like that. Um, SJW, don't bring your <laughs> politics into my game, damn it. Well, I'm not going to say anything about that, <laughs> you know, but but I do enjoy the, the game. You know, it's, it's you know, super, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I, I, I've actually enjoyed it so far. Although some of the some of the, the, the tedium about having to, you know, go and kill all the animals and, and then, you know, use their parts and, 
and and that kind of resource gathering aspect of it can be a bit you know ugh, now I have to go hunt this boar or go do nah it's like sometimes that stuff can be a bit you know like ugh, I just want to play the game but but other than that it's it's you know been fun I'm I'm in I'm enjoying you know killing machines and stuff um, yeah it's been a it's it it's been a fun you know it's been fun you know the the games that I've been playing since since uh, we haven't been been doing this. I've like I've I've been able to explore my uh collection a lot more again because you know I didn't have to play Monster Hunter anymore you know and 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 I don't say like I'm never going to play Monster Hunter again I will play it again it's just now I didn't really like I I don't have to you know I know you know Lestra's you know uh there the the new Elder Dragon showed up there's a whole bunch of stuff so you know I like it now I'll probably play it again, but just right now, you know, I'm I have other games that I want to play that, that are just really kind of pulling me, pulling me into other directions. So, uh, how I, about I, go ahead, get yeah, Joe? What, what about you? Or do you have any comments on that? Oh, uh, I think especially with Monster Hunter, I haven't played it that much lately myself. I passed, finally passed probably last show <laughs> we posted probably talking to me, but talking about trying to pass near Gante and I. Finally pulled through Niragante with the help of my wife and you on there. But after that, uh, it just seems like the other Elder Dragons. I have been kind of just uh, kind of slow rolling. I haven't played in the last, I say, three to four weeks, uh, give or take on that. So, and you know, even with the um, expansion, the latest season that's out right now, I'm just I just want to do other things. You know, it's just it's just you know, like Peter Brady, it's time for a change. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, on that, change. yeah. Even with Destiny Two, I mean, I was excited for Warmind, and I have not touched Warmind at all. So, um, in fact, me and Kevin jumped in a couple weeks ago playing Destiny Two, and I, I had enough uh, power in me because I was tired for like one, you know, like event, one mission, that kind of thing. And I wound up deciding to do like uh, events on Mercury. I haven't done all the story missions on Mercury yet, so. So that's that's my story with Destiny Two too, and I, Destiny, I've been super excited. I want to try Warmind. I want to try the Horde mode, even though I heard it's super hard on there. But uh, uh, during my last like you know month since we recorded, uh, basically my go to go to game now is Everybody's Golf on there, which is basically Hot Shots Golf in a, a new name on there. Basically, they brought the Japanese name and made sure that it was you know because they changed the name for the West the hot shots a long time ago it was known as everybody's golf in japan since the series started on there so i think they want some consistency as far as name wise is concerned even though i lo- i see- keep calling it hot shots for whatever reason but uh love the game i always love playing hot shots and one thing about this rendition of the game that's different from uh games in the past is that um basically your um your irons and woods gain levels as you uh, succeed in having accurate shots and powerful shots on there. And so you you start gaining levels on there. And I think the uh, uh, elevation to the next level in the game is it's a slower uh, grind. I wouldn't say it's a grind per se, like say a, a game like maybe Warframe or Monster Hunter, but at the same time, it's, it's a, it's a pleasant grind. I should say it. So, 
on that. So, and I usually try to get in at least one online nine whole course a night on there. Check out what's going on as far as uh, you know, progressing my actual level in the story and gaining extra versus characters to play against that kind of thing. And uh, you know, uh, to me, with the the uh, everything else going on in my life, it's kind of a kind of a good like blue sky stress reliever uh you know relaxing type of game on that just to kind of you know some sometimes some games you have to really think and try to solve things and do things and i tend to sometimes gravitate towards games that i am so familiar with the mechanics that it becomes more a reactionary like a clear your mind zen type of thing <laughs> you know I, I kind of equate destiny to multiplayer like playing crucible uh, sometimes where i could go and play crucible and, and i'm not actively like you know i'm thinking but at the same time it's more of a subconscious direction versus a conscious direction on that so on that. Other games I've been playing quite a bit, uh, H1Z1, which is in beta, which is the uh, ba- latest Battle Royale game from, uh, th- I think it used to be Sony Computer Entertainment. I think they're called Daybright now on there. Uh, they did separate from Sony on there, and so uh, but they're bringing H1Z1 out for PlayStation 4. And uh, I've been having fun, fun playing because uh, it's my first exposure to the um, Battle Royale uh, gameplay mode. And, you know, I haven't really messed with Fortnite at all and haven't played PUBG at all. So it's like, uh, I'm not sure why I haven't bought, played Fortnite. You know, I know that there's some building components to it. I know it's pretty harmless, probably like kind of like Minecraft or Portal Knights type of building, but uh, I, I just want to go jump in, kill, and <laughs> you know, do my thing on there. And one thing about H1Z1 is that I love the fact that there's a lot of vehicle interaction. You know, I could if some fool I see out in the distance is in his car and whatever, and he's jumping out in the car trying to shoot at me, I could try to run him over. And I've killed people running them over uh, plenty of times on there. kind of reminds me of playing like a Carmageddon or <laughs> Twisted Metal or something on there but there's a lot of strategy oh who's going to jump out the car first and as far as how are you going to approach things that kind of thing where you know i wind up uh, going head to head to someone that's hiding behind a tree and sitting there trying to you know flank and maneuver and <laughs> my way around them and stuff on that so also you know that's fun in the game because once the uh, dreaded circle of poison starts coming in that the eventually starts kind of going down to like a really closed area and then things just go off off the beaten path you know everything's just all wacky as hell and it's just you know getting those things where i'm trying not to overthink but i'm still overthinking (laughs) at the moment (laughs) You know, mechanics haven't really set in yet on that. So, uh, still enjoying it though. I, it's it's just I would say it's it's like getting uh, jalapeno poppers. It's not a steak and potatoes type of game, but it is definitely something to where it's tasty and you know it's like uh, something I could play for you know five ten minutes if I'm doing well, and then you know obviously jump right back into another game on there and play that for a bit. So. Mm-hmm. Also, I had a chance to check out the Crew 2 beta. I got into the beta. In fact, I was trying to get you two beta codes for it as well, but you were not my friends on the Ubisoft network. So <laughs> so otherwise, I would have shot a uh, code your way. But uh, I played a little bit last night. I Graphically, everything is just superb. And gameplay-wise, it's great. Um, it's just they decided to wrap it around a layer of like... 
story where you're trying to get attention as a racing crew and trying to get likes and uh, views on uh, social media and, you know, seeing all these story segments about, hey, I'm going to take on John over here. I'm going to beat him and win his car and get more likes online. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and there. So, I mean, if if there wasn't all that extraneous uh, story to me a little bit, I mean, I could kind of, eh, it's all right, you know. It's just uh, I'm not digging the whole like, you know, hey, let's get some likes online. Oh, I want I want to be liked. I'm gonna get some views on YouTube. You get know, Mountain Dew sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But um, if you didn't know, the crew two kind of mixes racing with vehicles, uh, airplanes. And also with uh, motorboats on there. So, and uh, the racing is spot on. So, I'm definitely still going to be picking this up. I just want to see as far as, you know, if the other story stuff and the whole backbone behind doing what you're doing is going to be uh, that annoying to me. It's, if I was, I had a, I got a deal on this game. Uh, Pretty much Amazon put it up, the gold edition, which normally retails for 110 bucks. Uh, put it up for the regular price. I'm going to wind up getting it for like uh, 47.99, I believe, on there. So versus the 105 buck price. So it's like I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm still going to – because the bare bones of it, the racing, uh, seems like it's fun on there. And so I've been gravitating towards a racing game in my life, you know, uh, burnout – uh, Revenge Remastered, not Burnout, Burnout Paradise Remastered, excuse me, is in my backlog. And unfortunately, because I'm moving and I'm selling my house, my Xbox One X is not hooked up. And therefore, I'm not going to be able to get to that until I get a chance to move. So, But uh, I think the Crew 2 will suffice for now on that. Other games I've been playing, uh, Next Machina, I finally got a chance to check out Housemark's game. I've been, I loved it playing at PlayStation Experience, bought it, and sat on it, haven't played it. So, Twin Stick Shooter Goodness, I mean, it's co-created by the guy, uh, Eugene Jarvis, that created Robotron and uh, Smash TV on there. And the game is just like butter. It's butter, especially on the PS4 Pro on the 4K TV, butter. I mean, it just plays so smooth. It's not even... Funny, I don't know. I, have you been dabbling with it, Kevin? I, I don't oh, know yeah. if you have it. So. It's been a long time since I played it, but I have played Next Machina. Um, I actually kind of like it better than uh, uh, what is it? Fallout? What's that? That two D kind of side side view one that House Mark did? Uh, Are you talking about what Matterfall? Matterfall. Or? Yeah, that's it. Matterfall. I like it better than Matterfall. Uh, yeah. Matterfall was actually the first one that I picked up that I really didn't care for much. Um, but yeah, Next Machina is dope. I, it's a superb game. Yeah, challenging, yeah, I mean, hard. I mean, if you want to throw your controller, <laughs> I'm playing on the easy mode right now because they they definitely encourage you to just try the easy mode first, and so that's what I'm playing. So, so that's, maybe that's why everything is super smooth. But you know, this is the same company that brought you Super Stardust HD, um, you know, um, Alien Nation, uh, Dead Nation, you know, you name all the great uh, games. 
uh, Resogun. Resogun, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Resogun's awesome too. So, so I know this game didn't do as well as they thought they wanted they, that they're expecting, and so they basically said that they're not going to be creating games like in this genre, uh, at least for now. On there, they're doing something different with their next game, which I think is going to be unveiled at E3. On that, but uh, other Storm games, Storm Chasers, that, I think it's called. It's already been announced. Yeah, Storm right. Chasers. Gotcha. Cool deal. All right. Other games I've been playing, I uh, had a chance to check out this game called Reverie, uh, which is uh, developed by this com- uh, game, de- small development company in New Zealand on there, and has aspects of Zelda and Earthbound. If you could c- c- imagine those two series kind of combining a little bit, um, it has like kind of aspects of Earthbound because you're playing as a young boy uh, visiting your grandpa for the summer on there. So you're visiting this island in the New Zealand islands on there and uh the whole story sequence that begins the game starts where you are uh seeing a sequence of like four brothers and one brother these three brothers decide to throw the one brother overboard on there and then basically the one brother decided to haunt the island and basically he killed the other three brothers on there with supernatural causes and so basically the whole premise of the game is that you're going on to this island for summer to spend time with your grandparents and then having to go out and explore and create your own adventure on there so the, the i cleared the first dungeon on there which happens to be in my grandpa's basement on there and it literally once i jumped in the basement it's literally like screen by screen like almost a um, homage to the first legend of zelda on there so but you use like modern day things like you had a cricket bat i believe as your weapon <laughs> on that and uh the the puzzles weren't too hard uh i thought it was really good kind of back in the day type of nes inspired um gameplay on that so i'll be definitely checking that out some more i know play asia does have a collector's edition for this specific game uh coming out i believe um they did provide me with a free code so mucho thankos you know i'm either way i'm gonna be honest (laughs) whether i got the game for free or not on there as far as if i enjoyed it but uh um, I definitely would give it a gander if you like either Earthbound or the original NES Legend of Zelda on there. And then to kind of cover what else I've been playing these uh, past few weeks, uh, played the Onrush beta. came out like I think three, four weeks ago on there. I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people online are hating it because of the fact there's no racing in it. It's a car game that is a multiplayer team game on there. So you're basically going in teams of four. Uh, you know, four versus four on there and going against each other in rounds to uh, wreck each other on the course on there, going through gates, that kind of thing. And a lot of people were expecting a full brunt. Hey, I'm in first place. Guess what kind of game, a racing game. And as far as the bare bones and the racing actions concerned, it's, it's pretty cool on there. I know there's NPCs on the map that help you earn additional boost on there to be able to go ahead and go head to head um i started to get the gameplay elements a little bit more as the uh, beta went on i got a chance to play it a couple nights on there um have i already pre-ordered i had pre-ordered prior to the beta because i was expecting a full brunt uh racing game and that's not what we're getting so we'll have to see how that goes a lot of people have commented online saying that (laughs) they're going to wait for it to be cheaper but by the time it goes cheaper then it's not going to be anyone playing so it's a double-edged sword so i'm I'm actually kind of interested in playing it you know i 
uh, if I remember correctly, you and Kev played it, right? And yeah. Now, Kevin, you didn't like it, right, Kevin? Uh, I think you liked it more than I did. Uh, I think its core mechanics, the core controls are really good. It's, it it does put me in a MotorStorm vibe because, well, I think the, some of the developers from MotorStorm did this game, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, yeah. the, the, the the people rather than the developer because the developer is not in business anymore. Yeah, Sony shut down Evolution after Evolution Drive Club. Yeah. yeah, after Drive Club con- uh, kind of ran its course. And um, those guys so. moved over to Codemasters. And Codemasters is the one that's doing uh, doing this game, but you know, I I want a traditional racer. You know, the the whole the, my issue with the beta, and I understand it's a beta, so maybe these things will be worked, be ironed out. Um, there was too much randomness. What I mean is, like, okay, let's say I crash into a tree, my vehicle responds re- responds in the middle of the pack. And like a second goes by and something happens, either a, a other player slams into me right when I'm respawning and I'm dead again. So it's almost got like this this weird Call of Duty attribute to it, you know, kind of like uh, you spawn, die, spawn, die. But then there are some some points where you'll respawn in a good spot and you'll be able to work your way in the midst of the pack and you know get your boost right and get your maybe knock knock off some uh, uh ai controlled vehicles maybe take out a an online competitor and you'll be doing well until your next crash and then it goes back to oh, spawn die spawn die spawn die so um i think there's some they need to work on how your your vehicle responds back into the game after a crash and I still prefer a traditional race, you know. Maybe they could make the uh, cars a little bit more powerful. That way you don't die right away, you know. Maybe yeah. that's the thing that, that they could tweak. And who knows? We'll see when the actual game comes out actually for two days. It'll be out on Tuesday. So. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of curious about uh, the crew too, because the crew one I really didn't care for all that much. I, I believe it was free on uh, Xbox Live Gold. Uh, was it a year ago or so? Yeah. And uh, I played that. I played it there, and eh, it, 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 I understand what it was trying to do, but it wasn't. It, the driving mechanics were poorly executed, amongst a whole bunch of other things. Uh, the online was kind of garbage, but uh, so I'm, I'm based on what you said about the crew too. That 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 one might have my attention more so than Onrush at this point. Well, if it controls, to... if 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 it controls like a like a real arcade racer, yeah, it controls like a real arcade yeah, racer. Yeah, what did you so... think about it, Joe? Because you played it, right? You you played the oh. beta. What did you think? Oh, I talked about it earlier, but yeah, I enjoyed it as far as the gameplay is concerned. I just, like I said, I don't want that ancillary storyline BS. Well, I know that, but but I'm just saying, you know, overall, though, you're like, this is this is okay. Oh, this is good. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, because the um, the motorboat portions of the game kind of remind me of a Hydro Thunder, if you can imagine that. Hydro Thunder. Wow, I was on the game in a minute. Yeah, so it reminded me of Hydra Thunder. Maybe not as cool as Wave Race, you know, so, but uh, still had the Hydra Thunder aspects because, you know, you're earning boost. You're hitting them ramps like uh, 50 Like Fitty. Hit that yep. ramp, Fitty. 
Yep. So getting them ramps and then the airplane <laughs> portions. I was like flying an airplane through New York City, which obviously might have bad impl- implications. Oh, <laughs> but granted, it's like almost like a biplane kind of thing or a small plane on there. And That's so awesome. a lot of times I was boosting. I was like flying, flying my plane uh, like in curves. That way I don't hit buildings you know, kind of thing. So I actually hit a building one time, you know, and there's no crash or burn or anything like that. It just, you know, resets you, you know, kind of thing. So, so uh, are, is it like there are certain sections of the race in which you transition from a land-based vehicle to an air-based vehicle or can correct. you? Correct. Sounds yeah. like, you okay. know. Yeah, um, this one, the the beta starts where you basically are in New York and you start out in a car. Then it loads up a particular section, takes like about maybe 10, 15 seconds, and you're in a, in a motorboat, uh, you know, racing in, in the ocean, in the pier, you know, in the probably between what, uh, you know, in the pier in New York on there. And then from there, going on to an airplane and flying the last portion of the race on there from there it opened up a map where i could have gone to different areas and uh you got like street racing you got airplanes of course uh them racing in the water so there's certain segments that you could go kind of like uh grand turismo where you're going to different sections where you could you know decide to focus on the uh, street racing focus on the off-road racing uh focusing on uh, flying you know the plane racing and also the uh, water sports as well, the uh, water racing. So it looks like there's some variety to it. You're not per se stuck with one um, type of racing on there that uh, you're able to go across the map and go towards certain story segments on there uh, to be able to, like, you know, beat a racer and get his car and get more cars in your uh, stash on there and kind of go from there. So you know, look at, you know, I, from what I played, you know, I didn't want to deal with the old, like, hey, Hey, buddy, hey, I'm gonna raise Rick kind of thing, but <laughs> turn it off pretty quick. But hey, if you become my friend on Ubi, Ubisoft's little convoluted um, <laughs> uh, friend network over there, because you know it depends if you linked your um, Ubisoft account to your PSN account or not. Um, I could then shoot you off a code if you want to check it out later on after we get done with this recording. So, do you know how long the beta is running? I believe it's this weekend, so. Oh, okay. Which I'll I'll check off the air as far as how long it lasts. So. Okay. Okay. Well, for me, it's been uh, some of the some of the old familiars that have been mentioned. Everybody's golf. Uh, that's that's been my my go to, big time. But um, some other games I've been playing. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, actually, the the correct answer is my nephew has been playing that because uh, my nephew uh, a few weeks ago came came by not my grand my grand nephew but my my nephew the, the the my eldest nephew he's he's like eight years just eight years younger than me or six years six years younger than me so uh, he came by to hang out for a bit um, and he wanted to try out Dragon Ball Fighter so I let him at it, and he 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 not only completed the tutorial, but he went in and got far enough in. He completed the uh, the story mode, uh, so he unlocked uh, Super Saiyan Go, Super Saiyan Blue Goku, and Super Saiyan uh, Blue uh, Vegeta for me. So I appreciate that. He's hooked, <laughs> yeah, he's hooked. He's ready. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
So I'm going to try and see if I can convince him to uh, uh, get an arcade stick. And actually, uh, watching him play, uh, he was using the the DualShock Four. I, I can't play a 2D fighting game on a on a pack on a traditional pack controller. I wish I could. I've tried repeatedly over over the years, and it, it just does not work. But um, I think I'm going to be picking up another arcade stick. I told myself I wasn't going to do it. Uh, I told myself I didn't need it. But I think I'm going to go ahead and pick one up. Um, I've got uh, my eye on the Hori uh, Fighting Edge arcade stick. It's this massive piece of metal that sits in your lap. And it's... uh, Considering it's 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 build components is reasonably priced, um, so I think that's going to be the one I'm going to go with. And from what from the reviews that I've seen, the, one of the reasons I want to get it is because it actually has a 3.5 millimeter jack built into the case itself. Which, ironically, you know, none of my arcade sticks. Well, I only have one other arcade stick for PS4, and that's my real arcade pro, and it, I've bought it thinking it had a three uh, uh, uh earphone jack but it doesn't um but you know i, I want to go ahead and keep it anyway but uh when i modified it with sanwa buttons i replaced those old buttons but the thing with the fighting edge uh the reviews that i've read say that you really do not have to replace the buttons with either sanwa or Sumitsu buttons they're like super responsive uh, some uh, most of the reviews that I've seen compare it to the uh, the, the button reaction to the ones that Sanwa makes. So I'm cool with that. So you know, one less modification I need to <laughs> I need to do on that arcade stick when I when I buy it. But uh, other than that, I've been playing Far Cry Five. Uh, originally bought that on console. I had the PS4 version, and. Uh, Watched a few uh, Digital Foundry videos, and I was like, you know, let me I'm gonna trade this in, and, and they were talking, oh, the the PC version is this is amazing, and you can do all this and that. It's got these built-in benchmark features that are built into the game right at the main menu that you can do. So I decided I was going to trade in my my console version, bought some Steam card, uh, some Steam credit. And uh, picked up Far Cry 5 on the PC. And I've been playing a little bit of that. I'm not very far. I have um, liberated the first island that you uh, that you start on once uh, all hell breaks loose. In, uh, well, island is not a proper term. But the, when it lo- the way it looks on the map, it's like an island because every, all the other land areas are grayed out because you haven't liberated them yet. But... Um, I I really like it. Um, the PC version is is buttery smooth. Uh, I'm not seeing anything in 4K because I have a 1080p plasma television, but uh, I've got all the graphics and res and the uh, texture uh, and all the shaders cranked up to either their highest setting. Most of them are at ultra. Others, their highest setting only goes to a high. But it's it's buttery smooth. One thing I will say, at least in comparison to playing it at um, playing that game at uh, PSX last year, 
is that the hit detection on weapons seems a lot better on the PC version. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, when I was playing the the build that they had at PSX, um, it was like I was shooting dudes. I, I said I've got the cursor on the dude's head, but he's not. You know, he's not. I'm not hitting him for whatever reason. Uh, this on the PC version, you know, wherever I put the cursor on whatever weapon I've got bang that's where the bullet goes and I, I see the immediate effects thereof so headshots are headshots and i'm not i'm not missing what otherwise should be you know dead on one shot kills on the on the pc version i'm sure that all that stuff was ironed out when the when the final code went to press but you know it's it, it's neat seeing this game play at uh, i'm actually hitting Hitting higher than sixty frames per second because I because the resolution's at ten eighty p, but I've got the all the everything else pushed to push to the max because I can do that because I'm a I'm a I'm a PC elitist now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I and, and it's been it has been it had been so long since I played anything on the PC. I've had that thing for months now, and I think the newest game on there. Uh, is uh, that I have that I actually played and wound up deleting because the game got really stupid after a while was uh, Wolfenstein Wolfenstein Two. So uh, it's good to be you know to, to turning that that thing on and, and messing with it some more. Um, and also, uh, I my goal is to revisit the Yakuza series. So I'm starting with Yakuza Zero, which is fairly new and uh, we've we've had some announcements of late that uh, all of the other yakuza uh games are going to be coming or be ported over to the ps4 there i don't think there's been an official western release announcement what was it three and four uh three four and five three four and five yet but i i uh, i'd bet my money that there will be a western release for those as well um, I would guarantee. Yeah, so um, I'm starting. I'm starting with zero. I'm going to be working my way in order uh, with that. I'm not really doing a whole lot of the side missions because, although I appreciate them, some of like some of the ones that I've done in zero are actually kind of funny. But it it, it kind of takes me out of the, you know, shadowy, you know, mobster world that uh Kazuma Kurio's character is planted in so I just kind of want to focus on like the main story points and basically continue to beat the yin out of people and and invest in myself I I, I think that's one of the greatest game mechanics I've ever seen in anything is like you beat people up to get their money and you use that money to literally invest in yourself to make yourself a stronger fighter. I, I think, I think that that is that is a, a, a skill tree genius right there. It, it, it is both original and uh, a caricature of the 1980s um, upward mobile lifestyle that uh, the very self-centered materialistic era that if you're old like an old ass man like I am or old ass gal <laughs> you remember you can remember that that time uh, 
that time in society very, very clearly. So enjoyed that. Uh, while I'm at work, uh, the D, the, my 2DS is my 2DS XL rather is my uh, gaming companion, and I'm still working my way through Project X Zone Two. Uh, still doing the bizarre shenanigans. Um, this this hodgepodge of characters from the Sega properties, Capcom properties, and Bandai Namco properties all convoluted in some bizarre story that makes absolutely no sense. But it's a it's a very simple real time strategy game, and the combat mechanics, which are turn which are turn based in a way, but uh, they're they're also uh timing based because how you not if you knock your opponent into the air you have to time it so that you either have to wait till they come down to a certain height or bounce off the ground before you follow up or you have to instant you know activate an aerial assault to continue the combo in the air and it's just really some very simple mechanics but are very uh, neatly implemented, and, and it's just a great game. With the, you know, I mean, where else are you going to be able to team up? Uh, uh, you know, Kazuma Kiryu and uh, 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 Dante from Devil May Cry. I mean, it's just <laughs> it doesn't get too much better than that. And have Mega Man and and x in there in the mix too it's just really cool so i would suggest if anybody's looking for a neat and it's a very long game i'm already uh and there's no side missions i'm already about 38 hours into it so it's it's super good um played the uh um uh the what was that the onrush beta you know uh, that, that is what it is, but also been playing Destiny 2 and was able to jump and complete the Warmind DLC. And, you know, as I've I told a few people, a couple people online, a couple people at work that uh, play games, if you're not still into Destiny, Warmind is not going to bring you back. Um, it, 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 it just it just plain isn't. There's not enough meat to really bring someone who was turned off by the lack of story content, turned off by the lack of how Bungie was uh, doing things with regards to loot drops and and the and the like. But if you're like me, and the reasons that you continue to play Destiny are the game mechanics themselves. I really don't look at my guardian as a character. I look at my weapons as the characters. Um, I think that's where the real that's a good character, way to look at it. Char- yeah, the real character customization aspect comes to it because I think, and some people will probably disagree with me, but I think Destiny Two is the best playing first person shooter on consoles, at least that I've ever played mechanically. Um, you're it, here, folks. Yeah, mechanically speaking. Now, if you want story and everything else, you're going to find better, better, you know, better options elsewhere uh, in the console space and on PC. But if you're looking, if your first order of business when you play a game is mechanics, 
I don't think they get any better than what what Bungie's done with Destiny, and they they build on those mechanics with the Warmind DLC. We've got some ex some additional weapons. I've got a a uh, an assault hand cannon called the Crimson. That thing is magic. <laughs> I mean, it has it it literally puts out the same damage and and. Uh, Im- impact as like the highest ranking uh, hand cannons, but it shoots in three round bursts, and it's freaking amazing. Um, I knew you'd like it. I yeah, <laughs> the uh, they've revisited and remastered uh, remastered uh, some of the older uh, exotics. The uh, the uh, uh, what is it? The graviton lance is a beast. It it it's like my go-to uh, uh, void weapon now. It, it, when you shoot, when you uh, shoot somebody, it doesn't matter if it's a headshot or a body shot, and they die, they will explode in a uh, void, a void, you know, black hole, dark matter, whatever, and these little orbs will pop out of it. And anything they come in contact with will all will cause secondary explosions on your your enemies as well. And if you get if you get some hits, you take down a guardian who's in a group on multiplayer. You can damage anybody that's standing around him <laughs> with that. The graviton lance is just amazing. It it, it before the Warmind update, I came real close several times to breaking the graviton lance down. And getting rid of it, I'm so glad that I didn't, because I have a terrible record of getting, you know, exotics that I've gotten rid of and wish that I didn't. They never come back to me, so <laughs> uh, so I either miss them when Zura is selling them or never get dropped again. But um, it, ch- check out your older exotics if you're if you're going to go back to the war and, and play the War Mind and see how they function both in multiplayer. And uh, single player, uh, the uh, the changes and the updates that they've made to many of them are very significant, and they really change the way they play. And the Graviton Lance is just one example. Um, the I think the meat of Warmind is the uh, the Horde mode, and I've played the Horde mode several times. I can only get past Wave One because you really have to be almost at your max uh, power level, which I think is 380 or 370 something, somewhere between 370, 380, whatever. And I'm just, I'm at like 349. So my whole thing is trying to get that that power gear so I can push my guardian up to a level where I can at least be be halfway, halfway helpful when I do that... Um, that horde mode, uh, and and it's kind of like a, um, it's just like any other horde mode, I guess. And there's like this little story element around it. But you know, if if it's like I said before, mechanics for for the war mind and for I, you know, you can maybe with the exception of the Taken King, all of the other prior updates in Destiny Two, um, none of those are going to make you come back to it if if for any other for any other reasons but if you're addicted to the mechanics then then warmind is awesome so 
you might want to dip back in. I mean, next week they're supposed to announce the um, year two of year Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's been hinting that they have a new game mode that's unique. Uh, multiplayer game mode on there. So it's probably... Battle not Royale! Have, not Battle Royale. Maybe their take on Battle Royale. Maybe we'll do Battle Royale on teams. Who knows? You'll have to uh, see. Yeah, I'm... I... I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it because I'll have the opportunity to watch it where I'm, you know, where I'm working at. And, but, uh, yeah, but it, oh. it's all about mechanics. Yeah. You know? It's just offering more too. I mean, I mean, we don't do trials of the nine, either you, me, or yeah. anyone else I play. And with, I don't so. do raids. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, if they if they brought brought back racing permanently and make it a permanent mode in that game, I think everyone would be a happy, happy person. So. I enjoyed the racing. I enjoyed the sparrow racing because uh, in both in in Warmind and in the prior DLC. <laughs> Uh, those maps, those hub maps, are so small. You don't really need to use your your uh, your sparrow that much. I mean, it's not like you're on you know in in, in the uh, on Earth or something. And if you try to walk around, it take you forever and a day. These newer these newer DLCs are very small, and and there's really not a really good usage of the sparrows. So I would like to see you know sparrows better implemented. In future uh, uh, DLC additions to the game, yeah. well, it's never been put in Destiny Two. It's only been in original Destiny. So, I mean, uh, they need to work on that. So, I think a lot of people would love to see that come back. So, mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> yeah, would that make you come back to the game, Desmond? No, it would not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just I'm cool. I don't need to go back to it. <laughs> Sorry, just so sad. Yeah. What? I mean, I just don't need to go back to it. I'm sorry. Oh, I know, but you, you have you have the game disc. You just have to buy the additional content. Are you sure I still have it? Oh, you might not. <laughs> Are you not. sure I, I still this have is, it? This is like, I done been there, done that. I bought the t-shirt. I moved on. Yeah, <laughs> I, moved I feel on. you. I feel you. I feel you. Nah, I'm just, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, I don't need, I don't need to, um, I don't need to, you know, play that that game anymore. I'm 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 good. Thank you, you know, Destiny for 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 what you've given me. It was lo- it's been a lot of fun, but yeah. <laughs> Desmond don't play that. Not Destiny. Um <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. It was fun while it lasted. Mm-hmm. Um, Alrighty then. Well, we're going to talk a little with that, I think we're going to go ahead and move into our main event. We're going to have our pre-E3 discussion. So we're going to get a little bit into what we would like to see and uh, what we think we're going to see at uh, this year's Electronic Electronic Entertainment Expo. Is that an Electronic Entertainment or Entertainment Electronic Expo? Whatever. Uh, electronic Entertainment Expo, sir. Expo, yes. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, why don't you take it away for us? Kick it off. All right. Well, let's kind of cover everything, predictions and speculation. So let's start out with the Sony PlayStation and Sony's press conference right now. They're having a media showcase. So right now they're going to focus on four games on there, which uh, is going to be Death Stranding, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima. 
I don't know how to pronounce that properly. Tsushima. Tsushima, there you go. Um, Spider-Man and The Last of Us 2 on there. So they came out right away. I think Sean Layden came on the PlayStation broadcast and talked about what they were going to focus on this year. So what are you guys expecting with this uh, media showcase? Are you expecting more of what we got at the last PlayStation experience? A lot of like, you know, conversation on stage and articulation about this, that, and the other thing? Or you think they're going to throw in some goodies in there in the mix? I don't know. I think they're just going to talk and be like, hey, everybody, look what we're doing. Woo! And then you're going to be like, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I hope that they are nice and they show something really cool. Uh, I don't know um, if they're going to do that. Um, the only reason why I say I don't know is because it seems like nowadays they want to keep they, – they're, they're trying really hard to keep their um, – their cards close to their vest, and I don't know why they're doing that. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I'm just like, why? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like before the Sony motto was to basically lay all the cards on the table, but then people would be crabbing about why are you show me something that's not going to be out for three years, kind of thing. You know, where you know, I know other companies like Bethesda, um, they kind of just announce a game and say, okay, it's going to be out this fall or this winter, that kind of thing. They're not um, you know, going through a, like a two, three-year marketing cycle, like uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 or you know, another game of that nature where it gets announced. Like Death Stranding is a Sony property that's been announced. You know, obviously, they want to let, let everyone know that Kojima's in the mix on that, but uh, you know, who knows when that game's going to actually come out? Hopefully, we get more information because it is one of the games in the media showcase that will be out at some point, either end of this year or beginning of next year. On that, I know Sony, as of late, has been always not wanting to maybe be in the uh, fall and you know winter marketplaces on their first party games. I know they have Spider Man coming out in August, but. Uh, I bet you anything, Last of Us 2 will probably be out if it's going to come out anytime soon. Probably be out just like Horizon Zero Dawn was like in the first quarter of 2019 on that. And same thing with Ghost of Tsushima as well on there. Hopefully that will come out at some point. You know, and obviously they got other games in the mix as well on there. There is some rumors and speculation Right now, uh, Devil May Cry 5 has been rumored to be shown at the Sony conference as being a Capcom property, being a Japanese-developed game, of course. Uh, any thoughts, you guys, on DM- DMC5 finally making its way into the spotlight? I'm very happy. Uh, I'd be even happier if they went back to old Dante instead of the um, new Dante you mean talk about the one that was in the DMC? One, the DMC, yeah. DMC Dante, yeah. I prefer. I really didn't have a big, big issue with DMC Dante, but I definitely prefer old school Dante uh, in character design to that one. It, it's again, I know, never really played any of those. That's games. not my Dante. Yeah, I never really played any of those games. So mine, I don't really have a. Um, I guess a, a full on like, ooh, you know, I got to do this Dante. Like I never really, you know. Devil May Cry. I never really had that. Like I know, I know the history. I know everything about it, but it was just kind of one of those games that, or those those franchises where I was just like, I don't know. There's something ab- ab- about it that made it seem like you know, like it'd make a really good, I don't know, cosplay or something. 
if you played Bayonetta, it's like kind of in the same no, wheelhouse. No, I get it. I, 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 yeah. I get that, but it's just it's just you know interesting to me. Uh, that that franchise has always been just very interesting to me because of that. You know, there's just something about it. You know that that I don't know. There's just I, there's got to be a word for for those games or for or for that genre of game. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, cause yeah, because there was Cause um, like what was that one with the with, with the the God hand, God hand or whatever? It, yeah, God hand. Yeah, that it, was by uh, was it uh, Clover? Yeah, but, Clover. But but you know what? You know that type of game that I'm talking about? Where, where you have still my that, favorite game of all time? Still, yeah, it's a great game. I fucking love that game too. But but you but you know what I'm talking about? Where you have that you have that one protagonist who's like cooler than cool, and you know, and and, and you just can't. You know, he he's just like almost invincible, but but he's like someone's you know some devil's son or something you know or you know he, he he's like that 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 cocky hero. I don't know. It's just something about those those games and 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 the and the looks of those games. I I could, I could never take them serious. You know. Well, it's because it's over the top. I mean, it's super. You know, it's hyper character action, really. You know. Yeah. You think yeah. about it. You know, it's like you know, with if you want to throw some words around the genre on there. And uh, you know, Kevin, I know you played more of the series, and Desmond's not too familiar. If he was going to play one of the prior games in the series prior to him checking out DMC Five, what would be uh, something that he might want to look into? Like maybe Devil May Cry Four, maybe. Four. Just don't play two. Two two was garbage. Uh, really? The only thing the only thing about two was that the main character controlled very well, but all of the other mechanics that were uh, what made me enjoy the Double May Cry series so much, uh, and like the enemy design, enemy character design was just it, it's like they had kindergartners just like. Do something in Microsoft Paint and send it into us because it was <laughs> that game was trash. <laughs> oh, they, the way they... those characters looked, it was just not good. But you know, you can play four. Um, I would say I I think one still holds up. The original still hold, holds up pretty well. What's, and that was uh, on the original P- PS uh, original PlayStation, right? PlayStation PS2. two. No, I'm just messing PS2. with you. I was yeah. just messing with you. <laughs> You know, so yeah, uh, so old it was on the original, you know, PlayStation. uh, Yeah, I I still, I still think the mechanics in in two still kind of hold up, but uh, four is good. A lot of people don't like four because they don't like Nero. I thought Nero was was an okay character. Uh, I think he plays differently enough from Dante to make him very unique. He was the white haired Um, guy, right? Yeah, well, they're both white-haired guys, but well, he's I, basically with he's basically like a a younger. Uh, he's probably Virgil's kid. That's probably who he is. Oh, sorry, Virgil was like he he wasn't Virgil his brother. Dante's brother. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. I, I know the so this is thing like I watch you know a lot of YouTube and they were talking about you know the devil may cry you know uh, uh, the devil may cry chronicle in like two minutes you know and so you listen mm-hmm. to it and it shows you everything about devil may cry and you're like oh totally that's awesome yay you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but it, it's story. yeah. It uh, aside from uh, Ninja Gaiden, it's one of the more typically. It has been one of the more challenging action games out there. Um, I think you could probably t- you you toss Bayonetta, and I would toss Vanquish Vanquish in that mix as yeah, well. Maybe not quite. 
maybe not quite as high in the difficulty scale, but uh, definitely it's 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 a top tier uh, beat 'em up for sure. So, yeah, I, I would look at it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very interested. If I'm hopeful that five will make its appearance, I remember it was so, it was rumored to show up last year. That pushes but, uh, experience. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they put the kibosh on that before the event started. But uh, so hopefully it appears uh, at E3 in another week or so. A uh, question yeah. about Devil May Cry, real quick. Um, so this new one, it's the it's the it's Dante or is it the new guy? It's going to be. Hopefully it's Dante, but we don't really know. Oh, okay, because because yeah. like they're they 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 share the same like timeline and universe, so both of them could technically be in the game, right? Yeah, but I don't think Ninja Theory is going to be behind DMC Five. But who knows? You know, maybe they will. Who knows? Okay. On their Ninja Theory, the developers of Hellblade, you know, and also what the Enslaved and uh, Heavily Sword. So yeah, so I mean, they did a good job of what. But a lot of people, it's very polarizing as far as what they did with the series because obviously you're taking a something that's this deep rooted property. Um, and basically having it's like if someone decided to give Final Fantasy to a, like an outside developer, Western developer or something on there and, and getting their impression, like say if someone redid Cloud or something, you know, or like the, you know, or, or like the movie version of Monster Hunter that's coming out. Yeah. Oh God! Don't even. <laughs> you heard about and that, by right? the way, DM, DMC is solid mechanically. I have no problems with the way it plays. Um, I just have ish, uh, ish. I just, and it's just personal preference. I prefer old school Dante over the over the version that they have in DMC. And I know the prior rumors about DMC five said that uh, that's supposed to have um, a lot of like, a little bit more of an open world type of aspect to it on there. So, so we'll have to see whether that is uh, uh, kind of. In swing, I know it's rumored that's going to pick up the story immediately after DMC four on there. So, on there, and uh, talk about as far as how things are going to go. But it's it's rumored to be possibly a PS four exclusive as well. So we'll have to see. Maybe with some PC version out at a later point in time. You know, Capcom loves to romance as far as uh, getting. Uh, console exclusives out so they could probably get a little extra marketing kush on there getting some extra uh, dollar dollar in their pocket per se so mm-hmm. oh. yeah and, and and they're not in in order uh, if you play the if you if you play the games the way they're labeled you're gonna get the you're gonna get the story in the wrong order it's uh devil may cry four <laughs> yeah it's devil may cry four. It's three, and then it's the original Devil May Cry, and then it's Devil May Cry four, followed by two. So four is first, and four is also there again, or is it? Well, Devil there's May- two parts. There's two oh, parts. Oh, gotcha. Four. Okay. There's Virgil's story, and then there's Dante's story. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Without spoiling too much, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because there is a HD collection out, Desmond Two, for a PS4 that has first, uh, first, second, and third DMCs as part of a package on there. But I've heard the remakes are not all that great on there. Yeah. But all right, other rumors and speculation: a new SOCOM might be announced on there. We'll have to see if that comes to fruition. I know all three of us would probably be a hard pass on our end. That is on there. 
Um, I might look at it just for the fact of it having multiplayer aspects to it, but I never played any of the SOCOMs prior, and I know people love that series on there, especially SOCOM 2 on there. So, um, Also rumored, uh, been announced, but hasn't really been shown too, too much, is the Resident Evil 2 remake that's been uh, in production at Capcom on there. So it's rumored that it might show up at the PlayStation side of the fence on there. there's also a possibility of a PlayStation VR mode as well on there. So any thoughts, you guys, on RE2 coming back in the remake? Nope. I, I would not be mad at that. No, I was never really a big fan, so um, don't make cries. Uh, uh, sorry, of uh, uh, Resident oh, Evil. So oh. you guys are more than welcome to enjoy that. I think it's cool to go back to because out of all the, the first – Three. I mean, I think Resident Evil Three Nemesis was okay, but Resident Evil Two, I think, was kind of apex of that first mm-hmm. um, three games that came out on there. Obviously, I think they view uh, the first three Resident Evils as being one arc, uh, four, five, and six as being another arc, and then obviously seven starts its own thing as well on that. So, um, also being rumored to be shown, which has already been kind of revealed, that the new Bioshock is in the mix from. Uh, 2K on there, so it's rumored that it might show up at the PlayStation uh, Expo, uh, the media showcase on there, so supposedly Bioshock Resurgence is the name of the game, but we'll have to see uh, what exactly that is, and there's a possibility of a PlayStation VR mode in the game as well on there, so... Also, put on the wish list, of course, uh, Bloodborne 2 on that uh, a lot of people speculating that 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 little reveal that from software did at the game awards last december uh was something in that nature hopefully and then maybe they're working on a couple di- couple different things maybe on there maybe bloodborne 2 is something that they're in the mix too as well so i don't know if that'll be welcomed by you guys or not i have only dabbled in bloodborne so it's like yeah i i'm i'm still not sold on the soul style of games uh Neo, uh, I, I had Neo for a while and I played it. I, I just didn't never went back to it because other things came up. But uh, I kind of sort of like that. But the, the the traditional, and I know Bloodborne is a little bit of faster pace than Souls. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to see. Yeah. And then also rumor, of course, uh, Johnny come lately is uh, there's possibility that we'll see the PlayStation 4 version of PUBG, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds on there. Um, after the, you know, the advent of uh, Fortnite and H1Z1, I don't know how they're going to get away if they do show that. Um, it's been kind of piss poor on the Xbox as far as execution. You know, they're still releasing patches and getting that thing up to snuff on there. I know if you listen to Bad Fodder figures, they kind of have some uh, kind of disparaging words to say towards PUBG, at least on the Xbox One on there. So we'll have to see if that does get put on the stage, whether it actually, if anyone actually cares about <laughs> it anymore or not. Eh, you know, the, the, the whole... The whole battle royale thing is not is not my deal, but I think it. There's been so much success, you know, with Fortnite, and now with H1Z1 on the PS4 side. Um, I really don't know if anybody's it, it, those people that are into that are really going to care because then you've got the Call of Duty coming in with their own spin on battle royale. 
it, it might be a day late and a dollar short. Yeah, we'll have to see on that. Uh, other games, uh, known quantities, of course. Uh, we'll probably see more about these games. Of course, Dreams from Media Molecule has been getting a lot of buzz on there. Um, that is the, like, make any game you ever would want to make. Uh, a lot of tools to make create your own music, create your own uh, programming, graphics, that kind of thing on there. Um, not my, I'll have to see how easy it is to use. I'd be curious to play what other people create. That might be my thing to pick up this game versus me uh, taking time to create something myself. Of course, I might have more free time to actually, you know, maybe decide to create a game or two, you know, might be cathartic, you know, <laughs> who knows, but... <laughs> <laughs> on that any excitement you guys for dreams at all i know no. it's, it's been i will not be mm. making games for other people sorry i just yeah. i don't Would have you... the wherewithal to do it i i just not i just don't think i'm very good at it you know i just think like now i would play i would play games that other people make you know but again <laughs> yeah, i never was a i never was a like i'm not a huge fan of that stuff i just can't i was never really you know i just not very good at it uh, I yeah, didn't, well, it would like what is it the Mario Maker and stuff yeah. like that. I never was little, like I, I. I think it's fun. I think it's kind of cool. You know, I mean, but I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, like, hey, make make your game for us. It's like you know, <laughs> you know. It's just like no, no. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you. You know, I don't want to mm-hmm. rob that from you guys. You know. Yeah, that's your job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <go ahead. laughs> now, my thing is, if I'm going to buy something like Dreams, I want to see what other people create. I'm not looking for. Um, you know, for, I, I appreciate the fact that they're doing this because it's like almost like a platform in of itself in this particular game. And I know they did it with little big planet with the whole sack universe, having yeah, mess yeah, with the sack thing. boy and that kind of thing. But the way this one's supposed to work is that it's supposed to be open to create any number of different genres in this particular game, including shooters, platformers, you name it. It's uh, something that's out there. So I'll definitely have to take a look to see what stuff gets released for it afterwards by the community. Obviously, it's only as good as the community that surrounds the game mm-hmm. on there. So it might be something where I might not buy day one, but if I see a buzz going on where someone's creating like a good two-hour, three-hour experience, I could sit down and play, and it's Can just like, you know, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, in fact, uh, people have been, it's just not just a level creator, just like Mario Maker. You're giving a suite to create music. You're able to import stuff from other applications. You're able to um, create graphics and import them into the game on there. So there's a lot of, it's a, it's a, supposed to be super easy as far as the interface is concerned, too, as well, to be able to import the stuff and create. Uh, and it's, they've been working on this, this game for like I think five years is what they said stated on there since Little Big because Little Big Planet 3 was actually developed by um, um, Media Molecule no it was not developed by Media Molecule no it was developed by the same team that did um, like the Sega uh, Sonic All-Stars Racing Evolved I'm trying to remember the name of that development house really? yeah no Media Molecule did not work on uh, Little Big Planet 3 they outsourced it on there so and so they've been working on the dreams. More you know. Yep. On that. So let's crack internet research squad here. We'll see who. Well, I know, I know I, for one, have 
zero interest in dreams. Um, it might be interesting to see what other people can play, but my I'm still excited for it because I think this game could be an entrance for some really talented people to get a break in the game development industry. You know, kind of sort of what uh, uh, map mods have been on the PC side. I can see some people, you know, a couple of friends getting together and uh, collaborating on an idea, putting it into Dreams and uploading it. And if if it's really unique or really colorful or something about it is just different from everything else out there, I can see this being uh, some folks' break-in tool or break-in methodology into the games development industry. So... Uh, I'm excited for the title just on, on that point. But as a game, um, there's really nothing that that I can that I can really I'm definitely not a creator and and uh, I don't know if it would be worth me buying just to see what other people do necessarily. but I would be I'm very interested in following it as far as news goes with, what other people are developing within those within those tool sets that they're providing. That's where my interest lies in it. Yeah. I'll have to see what they show at the show and then see what the footage is prior to it coming out to see how well it's going to firm up on there. So, And uh, just because I had to look it up, the development house that did Little Big Planet 3 was Sumo Digital on there. So... Mm-hmm. On there. So, also, uh, as far as games of a known quantity, a couple of indie titles have sequels. Spelunky 2 and Guacamelee 2 were announced, I believe, at Gamescom last year, I believe. And, you know, we're going to see probably more of those two games as well. Of course, they have uh, more PlayStation VR titles on there. And I know there already were announced a couple of new games. Evasion is another game that uses the, uh, um, the gun. For the PlayStation VR, the same one that came with the uh, uh, prior uh, renditions, uh, Bravo Team, and I forgot the name of the other game with the bugs that was on PlayStation VR as well. On there, they also have a game called Astrobot Rescue Mission, which features the robots from the Playroom game. That game is always stuck on your PlayStation Four, you know, when you first bought it. <laughs> on that, so uh, that's another VR game that they're working on. So they're still trying to support the VR. On there, I know you guys are pretty much a it's done deal for you guys. I'm still I need to fire mine up on there and you know give it a gander. I'll probably have more time you know later uh, once I get settled into my new spot to get a good setup, a good living room setup for the PlayStation VR. Get that all hooked up and ready to go on that. So, any other speculation on the Sony side, you guys? Any wild predictions that you might think of as far as uh, coming from the Sony side of the fence? Um, you know, I don't really know that they, I mean, I, I think typically Sony always has something, you know, Hey, and before we go, we got this was one more thing, you know, that that's kind of been their, their, their pattern over the years, but man, like the last two years, uh, they've just been cranking out content, um, I don't my, my my own personal expectations are not very high because they've just they've just did a bang up job over this particularly over this last couple of years. I mean, 
uh, when you've got like hardcore, hardcore PC guys, you know, getting on their YouTube channels and saying, you know, I think it's about time I get a PS4. I mean, it, it's that content that you can't play anywhere else. And whether it's, a, you know, a million, a million unit or millions unit seller, or if it's, you know, not doesn't pick up, they're all pretty much critically acclaimed uh, games. So I think they're probably just going to go with, uh, you know, what they've already talked about. I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, necessarily a, a a couch conversation like they did at, at uh, PSX last year. But I think there's going to be some discussion, hopefully see some gameplay with all these games that they've mentioned. Uh, and I think the uh, the third part, their third party partners are just going to be uh, right, right along with that to kind of ride that wave. Uh in, in that presentation. So uh, I'm not expecting anything, you know, earth shattering. So no new hardware. I know they said that PlayStation 5 or the next version of the PlayStation soft hardware is not going to be at the show mm. on there. I mean, I don't know if they're going to riff off the Switch maybe and see a version of the PlayStation that you can play on a little handheld device possibly. Not sure if that's in the wheelhouse. You <laughs> think uh, they would take a third swing at a portable device, possibly, and maybe make the PlayStation Four shrink down to a portable device of some sort. You know, at some point, uh, the amount of money that 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 thing was going to would cost. <laughs> I I don't I don't I don't really I don't know. I I'd like to say I'd like to see, I would like to see them do another portable. <laughs> But I think there. But I think the baggage that the the their portables have carried, with the exception of the PSP, because a lot of people still say the PSP was a quote unquote failure. It really wasn't. They sold millions of those things. I mean, they still lag behind the DS. But I mean, you know, that's the DS. But. That th that that console held on for years, uh, particularly in Japan, uh, and even the Vita is still selling in Japan. I don't think it is as robust as the PSP was, but I think they've got some, um, you know, particularly with that proprietary storage that they implemented with with the Vita, uh, those those UMD discs with the PSP. There's some baggage that I don't know. It would take some really clever marketing and messaging to really convince some folks to to give another portable a chance. I mean, I'd I'd be in. So would I. I. I buy everything anyway, but that's that, that's <laughs> me. But the rest of the of the market is not going to. I don't think will. It's going to take some convincing. I would I would support uh, another type of PSP type of game uh system from sony uh i missed i missed the vita and part of me wishes that i hadn't and i and i and i would have kept it or i would have i would have bought it because i had a psp i thought it was great um and I, I don't know why i just never got a i just i don't know why you know i never got one but i always feel that i you know that that i missed out on that 
So I would definitely get another one. I, I really hope that they 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 change their mind, you know, and they and they try again. You know, that's all I, mm-hmm. that's all we can hope for is that they try again. You know. Yeah. But I think uh, they're I think they're just gonna you know kind of keep an even keel and you know whether or not whether or not these are the swan swan songs that are going to. Uh, phase out the PS4 and and as they bring the PS5 in, time will tell. But um, I think they're they're in a comfortable position in the lead, and I think they just they just need to just kind of ride that wave out. Um, and uh, they've got some pretty strong exclusive content coming up in, coming up both this year and next. Um, I think they're in a they're in a good place. I would would I like to see some megatons dropped? Yeah, who wouldn't? I mean, you know, everybody wants to hear and see something new and exciting. But um, I think they're this they're they're just going to kind of coast on the hard work. I mean, the really hard work that their studios have been doing with regards to content for this system over the past couple of years. So, so. Your guys' estimation, PS5, what, 2020, 2021? I'm say, thinking 20. I'm thinking 20. Yeah, um, I'm thinking so, too. I don't, I don't think they'd push it out to 21, and they're, I don't think they're going to release it in 19, either. No, I don't think so. Uh, they, they're, I mean, this type of thing, take the, the I mean, the PS5 is is i'm sure in development you know we already know that mark cerny has been talking to developers asking them what they want uh what they would like to see in the next console um we already know that um sony is not i mean they're in the power narrative they're in the power game when it comes to consoles but we've seen from their first party studios that they can do a lot with 1.8 teraflops <laughs> and I'm talking about what's on the PS4 slim, not even including the pro. Uh, so I, you know, from what I've, from what I've heard from people that claim to be in the know that there is a Ryzen based chipset that they're pursuing or trying to get going. And the, the emphasis is going to be more so on performance as opposed to resolution, which I have, no problem with uh considering what they've done with 1.8 teraflops i'm no issue with that whatsoever it would be nice to get you know 60 frames or have the option for a solid 60 frames in in those in playstation 5 titles you know uh do i like graphics and resolution yeah of course who doesn't but you know if i have a choice between a a 4k with all the bells and whistles game that has a non-steady frame rate, you know, I'll take, I'll take the frames. Any speculation, Desmond, what you think PS5? I probably won't be coming out for another two years. You know, they, they, there's still life in this, in this system, in this old girl. Plus they have, plus they're, they're still trying to make VR thing. So, um, I just don't think it's going to, be here relatively soon. I think people want it because people always want the new hotness, but I just don't think they're going to get it. It's yeah. not not for a while. So. All right. So that is PlayStation in a nutshell on here. Moving on, uh, Nintendo 
course, let's talk about the Switch, talk about the 3DS, of course, on here. Rumors that have been lingering out at the moment. Uh, there was a ratings um, announcement, or at least a rating in Korea for a Nintendo Switch version of Fortnite. So that's one of the rumors that are out and about on there. So surprise, surprise. Um, the world's favorite game is going to make it out onto the Switch on there since it's practically out for Android and for iPhone. And I could see definitely see it scaling down to Switch. I think it would sell like hotcakes. Whether they're going to keep it free to play, I probably would. But uh, what do you guys think on Fortnite on the Switch? I mean, why not? I, yeah. It's very doable. It's already on phones. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, I think it would be perfect for them to do it because then they can just hop on, you know, and play Fortnite on the go or whatever. I, I personally won't be buying it, <laughs> you know, or, or playing it. But more power to you guys. You know, enjoy. Enjoy. Shout, shout out to the Ace Black. Uh I think it was last week, or it might have been week before last. I jumped. I, I jumped on their uh, his uh, uh, what's Microsoft streaming uh, service mixer mixer. I jumped on his mixer channel, and he was uh, playing some Fortnite with uh, I think it was Knucklehead, FDS Knucklehead. So shout out to both of them. Uh, and I watched it. And it's just like that. That game just does not do anything for me whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, shout out to those who are who are having fun and love it because obviously I'm the one with the problem based off the number the numbers of people that are enjoying the game. But uh, yeah, it it just didn't. I, I I couldn't get into it. Gotcha. Okay, other games on the docket. Of course, there was a rumor that the game no, overcooked. No, 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 Joe. What about you? I mean, you're the one that has played like H1, what is it, H1Z1 or N1 or whatever it's called. What do you uh, What do you want to do? Uh, are, are you going to uh, play it? I, 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 I know you don't like the building aspect, and we, and we spoke about that, but, yeah. but like, are you going to try this game for your, um, for your Switch? My Switch has not seen the light of day in months on there. So That's what no I'm talking are. about, you know? Or is, so, is that something you're going to try? Or are you gonna do uh, no, I'm not going to try it. If it's free to play, maybe, but I don't think playing on the go is going to sing to me on there. Uh, I'm thinking because of the way my work structure is, I get 15-minute breaks, half-hour lunch. I'm comfortable with the 3DS. The 3DS is my jam. There's tons of RPGs. RPGs tend to be something you could play for 5, 10 minutes, put down, or play for a half an hour on there. Uh, something that I could go off in my little world and go on my adventure on there. So Fortnite on the Switch, uh, great for the platform. For me, nah, not for me on there. So so that's what I have to comment. If I'm going to play Fortnite, I'm going to play on my PlayStation 4 in front of a TV, uh, preferably of a large size of some sort, and surround sound headphones on there. That's how I want to play Fortnite. So, mm-hmm. so if I do try it, I have not tried it yet. If I do try it, it will be on PlayStation 4 for me. So, all right. And then other rumors de jour. Uh, Overcooked, if you played that game before, that's that multiplayer game where you have to combine with people, same screen gameplay to build and cook things. You know, you run a restaurant. So there's rumored that uh, there was an announcement saying for sure that's going to be out on the Switch on there, I'm assuming that's not going to be an exclusive for the Switch. It'll be out on other platforms as well. 
on that, just something to mention. Um, far and the next rumor is like been talked about for the last three, four weeks is uh, Star Fox Grand Prix. So, Nintendo has decided to uh, yet again take Star Fox and, and try to shoehorn another game genre into. <laughs> Uh, the mix and using known characters for a particular game. I don't know why they just can't decide to just, just, just make new make a new Star Fox game and be done with it. No, I don't. I don't understand either. I would love for them just to do it and just be done with it. But no, well, they did a Star Fox game on the Wii U, and obviously Platinum Games kind of screwed the pooch. Uh, shall I say on that one? I mean, you played that game, Kevin, right? It's pretty pissed. Pretty pissed. It, it, it's garbage. Yes, uh, but <laughs> if the reason why it's garbage is not because of the game itself, is because of the forced control mechanic. Oh, you have to use the pad to fly the ship, and when I say use the pad, I mean you got to hold it in front of your face and tilt it and aim it to make the ship fly around and shoot. You cannot use a pro controller with that game. If they would just real re-release that title on the switch minus all the shenanigans it would be a perfectly fine star of uh, 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 star fox game hmm. all they'd have to do is just get that that pad requirement out and and it'd be golden you know maybe you implement the, you know because it's 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 to have joy con control of course because you know joy that's con. that's kind of like the switch's deal but if they just had that and pro controller support star fox that star fox game from platinum would be would have been perfectly fine um that was star Star fox zero i think right yeah but but the rumor is now the rumor is i don't i can't remember where i heard this it was probably off some reddit uh message board but the rumor is that uh, a platinum wanted to implement multiple uh, control schemes for that game, but Nintendo went to them and demanded that they utilize the pad. And if that is true, that is why that game sucks, because you have to use that pad. You cannot use the Pro Controller. I think you can also use the nunchuck and the, you know, the the wand some kind of way, but you can't use a traditional controller with that game, and that's what hurt it. Well, with this latest rumor, though, with Star Fox, they're shoehorning the Star Fox universe in a racing game. So I just Star Fox caught cart. <laughs> yes, basically <laughs> on there. So I can't see why they didn't just create a new F-Zero, but I think Nintendo hates F-Zero. So <laughs> on that, F-Zero hasn't had a new uh, game in the series. I mean, the, Nintendo themselves, they haven't developed a F-Zero game since the N64. You know, the F-Zero GX that came out for the GameCube was developed by uh, Sega and Amusement Vision, which was an internal studio within Sega. In fact, uh, the guy that uh, headed all the Yakuza games, uh, he was the one that uh, directed that game on there. And so, I, you know, a lot of people have been clamoring for a new F-Zero. And so we'll have to see how this kind of fits in the Star Fox lore, you know. You know, Star Fox, unfortunately, the series of itself has always been shoehorned into other games. It seems like, like, you know, if you remember Star Fox Adventures on the GameCube, that was originally a game called Dinosaur Plant that Rare mm-hmm. created. And then they threw a, add the Star Fox in the game and, and 
you know, obviously it didn't speak well to Star Fox fans from the original SNES, you know, of course, you know, so. Well, they said it worked for Doki Doki Panic. <laughs> when they put Mario mm. in there, they said, well, we'll keep rolling with this. Just make yeah, this work, right. people. <laughs> we'll have to see. It's rumored that there might be some cameos from other games, including F-Zero in the game. I mean, imagine Captain Falcon in this game. Why? Why, though? <laughs> I mean, I can see it. Oh, Nintendo. Why, you don't want, want no Captain Falcon around, Kevin? I don't think I need Captain Falcon. <laughs> what I need like, is no. I need what Drippy... And Quippy yeah, and, and Falco, whatever that, whatever them guys are, and Fox flying their R wings, blowing crap up. That's what I need. That's what I want from Star Fox. I don't need I don't need them to shoehorn into racing, real time strategy, you know, behind the shoulder RPG. I don't need any of that. I just need. I want to. If you have to go back to blowing up polygons, I'm cool with that. I just want to blow stuff up in my blow stuff up up in my R wing. That's all I want to do. Uh, they, they, according to the rumors, says that it's going to mix like a um, adventure mode, uh, like Diddy Kong Racing, mixed win with F Zero on there. There would be some just boss fights in a hub world as well. Just give there, us F Zero. So. I would, I, would, I liked F Zero. I I yeah, thought F Zero was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Like I don't see why people were or I don't know just. I'm just like y'all. Just need to just make up your mind and do some stuff because this right here, mm-mm. hails no. This, hails is not no. A, this is not a good. Look. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it comes out. But you know, to me, uh, just make a Star Fox game for God's sake. You know, make a good Star Fox game. You know, make a game like Star Fox 64 for God's sake. You know, just do it and then create a separate F Zero game. There you go. I think that's what the fans would want. I know. So yeah. Okay. Also, we're always surmising what Retro Studios might be doing. So there's a possibility that a new game from that particular uh, development house within Nintendo might have something to show on there, of course. Uh, Retro Studios, of course, uh, last game I think they did was uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on there. Uh, so we'll have to see if that comes about. And then also a rumored N64 classic. Uh, is that something you guys are excited for? Myself, I ignored the N64 between the Saturn and the PS1. Um, N64 was like the redheaded stepchild. And so to see it coming back in a small classic rendition, you think that's going to work? I I never had it. I I never bought it. I don't, I think it's, would be cool you know whatever but i don't i never bought it so. uh mario 64 is really cool um no 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 no, no. i played all the games don't get me wrong yeah. I've, I've played yeah. all of them i just never got them you know i just was like okay <laughs> I, I just at the time at least for n64 for me it's like the games came out few and far between for the platform and every game that came out was like 80 freaking bucks for a cartridge on there and you had to deal with that controller which was great for Mario 64 and Zelda but not exactly the goods for other games on there and who wants to play like oh NBA Jam 64 you know or whatever <laughs> games that they brought out like you know for it you know and then there was practically no RPGs for the system and so after a while and then the graphics look all washed out you know mm-hmm. you know but between 
PS1, Saturn, and N64. N64 was definitely like the redheaded stepchild. It was like, you don't want to play that hotness of Castlevania 64? Hell <laughs> no. Hell no. I, I was importing Saturn games and loving life during that time on there. Uh, N64 uh, was like collecting dust on there. So, all about like perfect dart in my RAM cart. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. Goldeneye. Goldeneye was okay. Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. That's pretty much all my N64 play. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they're going to get Goldeneye and Perfect Dark on. I know Perfect Dark probably, you know, if if Microsoft lets them use those games on there, you know, Goldeneye with the license and also having to get it from Rare, I don't know if they're going to shoehorn that baby on there or not. And so I'll have to see once this is announced, what games are actually on the thing, you know, or what games do you even want to be on the thing (laughs) on there? So, I mean, obviously it'll probably be hacked like everything else, but do I really want to play an N64 game on my HDMI TV uh, in, in 4K? I'm <laughs> don't think so. I don't <laughs> don't know how well that will translate. So, yeah. Any more thoughts, you guys, on N sixty four Classic Edition? No, I'm good. No, I'll wait for the GameCube Classic Edition. Oh, give me a Game Boy Advance Classic Classic Edition. I think you know that that particular platform is just full of beautiful games. So, but. Okay, and then we're also talking about known games for the Switch, of course. So, obviously, we're going to see a lot of Super Smash Bros. Uh, at E3, of course. They also have a tournament uh, go running uh, during that. Hopefully, they'll speculate more about their Nintendo online service at that point in time. And then find more, uh, more out about that. Any love for Super Smash Bros. from you guys? I like it. Um it, it's never been my favorite fighting game, but when my ne- when my uh, nieces and nephews come over, uh, it's 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 like the star attraction. So that means I, buy, I gotta buy a whole bunch of uh, either uh, uh, Joy Cons or uh, those Smash Brothers specific controllers <laughs> for for. Th- Four more people, um, because that is like the whenever when they come over and they, that's the first question out of their mouth. Do you have Smash Brother? Yeah. So um, I've never been a super fan of the series myself, so I am going to probably just abstain from picking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, this is going to sound really, really horrible. I just learned how to play it. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe a couple weeks ago, I learned how to play. Because I had no idea how to play the game. I, I didn't know what the mechanics were or nothing. I thought you just run around and beat the crap out of each other. Like that was that was the extent of my of my Smash Brothers, you know, thing. I had no idea. Oh, there's a very deep meta to that series. And very and yeah, deep. And then and then like so the person that I was that I was playing with, uh, they were like, Oh, well, this is how you do this, and this is how you do this, and this is how you do this. And I was like, Oh, okay. Now I now I know what the smash mechanic is and, <laughs> and, and what the percentages mean and and stuff like this. Okay, I get it now. So, because so, at first, literally, I just thought it was just a giant clusterfuck of people of 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 Nintendo characters <laughs> running around, you know, <laughs> bashing each other. Like, I totally thought. Mm-hmm. I totally thought that the, the, the high percentages mean you were you meant you were doing good, which it does. It just means when someone smashes you, you can get knocked off the screen. You'll fight farther. So I didn't realize that. I didn't know what the hell was going on. You know, I was just completely like 
it was it was like an alien concept to me. I was just like, I'll play it. Sure, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. You're probably going to win, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might have to learn. I don't know those mechanics, so <laughs> I always thought it was just a brawler, you know. Basically, I know there's a lot more meat to it. It on there, is. but yeah, I definitely every time I played, it was like okay, bash, 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 bash. You know, controller. That was it. You know? Yeah, there's a there's a lot more shit going on because I was like I didn't know anything about it, not not none whatsoever. So yeah, it's a it's but it's a fun it's a fun game. Like I I had fun with it. You know, mm. I you think it's something you might play to have multiplayer. Maybe if you have parties, that kind of thing. No. Okay. <laughs> no, like I, or to play I, online. I, I, will, I will play it with friends at their house. I'll let them spend the money on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. All right, we're we're all going to Kevin's. Okay. There yeah. you go. There yeah. you go. Smash Brothers party at Kevin's. I will go and I'll play, and you can get free wins off me. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> you know. Work it out, bro. Work it out. <laughs> all right. Other known games. Uh, Yoshi was shown last year, of course. Nothing more known as far as the title of the game. I'm sure they'll probably uh, kind of you know, fill in the blanks and let us know what exactly that game is on the Switch. But, you know, it was shown along with Kirby last year uh, on there. It hasn't been much revealed about that. Of course, the uh, logo of Metroid Prime 4 was shown last E3. No gameplay has been uh, shown yet. Of course, this is a uh, Nintendo um, Namco co-production on there. Uh, Namco of, uh, I think, China, I think, in uh, Shanghai is developing this game. So they're kind of an unknown quantity. So we'll have to see how that comes out. But I'm pretty sure they'll probably take an opportunity to show a little bit more of that on there, at least reveal it for the first time on there. I'll be surprised if they don't at least uh, show it on there. Uh, any excitement for Metroid Prime 4 or just kind of wait to see? See exactly what it is then. Um, I it's I, been so long since yeah. I played those. Yeah, I'm sorry, um, Grace. No, 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 you, no. I, I, I was agreeing with Kev. Like I don't really know what to expect or to do in any of that stuff. Like I, yeah. think it would be fun, but I'm, I'm much more trying to see if it's going to be, um, if it's like what, what they're gonna do to it. You know, are you, yeah, are you gonna please, you know, make it a, a regular Metroid game, or is it gonna be? Uh, first person. I hope it's not first person. It probably will be first person because they hate <laughs> <Yeah>. everybody. So, <laughs> Prime is first person usually. Yeah. So, so that's just something away. that's just like it's sad to me, you know, that they're doing that. But whatever, I guess, you know, whatever. Mm, you know, you never know. Maybe they'll have another Metroid, maybe a sequel from uh, the same team that did uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS on there and uh, maybe get a sequel of that on the Switch, possibly from uh, Mercury Steam on there, that Spanish developer that developed uh, Lords of Shadow on there. Uh, I could see, too, where they could build upon that, maybe on the Switch, or even get another 3DS game in the mix. That's just speculation on my part, though. But uh, Also, uh, Bayonetta 3, uh, of course, I'll probably th- we'll probably see more of that uh, that was announced at the Game Awards last year on there. Uh, Kevin, any uh, speculation of, or, you know, once that is shown a little bit more as far as day one? It will most likely be a day one because it's platinum. Um, ironically, though, I have not purchased two because I played two on the Wii U. And while I enjoyed the game, there were some some elements that the it, it, there you spend a lot of time fighting in the air in two, and 
the neat thing about the first Bayonetta is that there were some cues to your enemy and boss patterns that you were that were I won't say easier to pick up, but they just kind of sort of made sense in any ground-based brawler. Because that's how I think of Bayonetta being as a ground-based brawler that, that that has some aerial elements to it. But there are some fights in 2 that took place the whole time in the air. And they were kind of off-putting for me as far as knowing, getting my visual cues on when to dodge or when to, uh, well, not counter, but when you twin to dodge and how to dodge so you can go into which time. That was a little bit of a more there was more guessing than skill than 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 okay i see the opening i do the right maneuver and i can exploit that opening on my on the enemy it's so that's why i didn't i didn't get two on the switch yet but i hope that three kind of returns more to that ground game and uh you know bayonetta as a character is pretty cool you know very over the top stuff um, so, you know, I'll probably still buy it either way, but I, I hope it goes, it leans more toward the original. How about you, Desmond? Are you, uh, I know you've played Bayonetta before, so. Desmond. Sorry, I thought I hit, sorry, I thought I hit the, uh, I put myself on mute, so I, I thought I, uh, hit it. But yeah, I will definitely uh pick it up. I enjoyed um the the first one. I loved it all the all the ones that I've played. It's very like like Kevin was saying, it's very over the top. I think it's fun. Um so yeah, I'll definitely go go play it and see what's up with it. So yeah, I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of looking at myself. I'm going to pick up Bayonetta two at some point, but I'm waiting for a sale. I'm waiting for it to go on clearance somewhere and keep my eyes out, my my brickseek.com eyes. Why are you, why are you waiting for a sale? Because uh, I already own the game on um, multiple oh, platforms. I, said so. I didn't realize that. So I, got, I didn't realize yeah. you 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 um you had that. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, because that Bayonetta, I believe, on the 360, also on PC on there, and then Bayonetta 2 on the Wii U. And so it's like, you know, I don't want to have to pay another 50, 60 bucks out of pocket for both of those games. No, again. no, no, no. I totally agree. Have I portable. totally agree. But I always like having the same series, like, collected on one system for whatever reason. I got a little OCD in that aspect. So I thought you were being a cheap bastard, so it's fine. Oh, that too. <laughs> that too. You know, you know how I love that that's a little game within the game with me, you know. It's like, I oh, I got you, this game for five bucks. All right, you, a game within the game. You yeah. got it. It's you like the Matrix. Right. That meta, <laughs> that meta of savings. So, uh, also Animal Crossing, of course. I think all three of us will be a hard pass on there, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking, thinking maybe, maybe it might be time for me to, you know, try. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to create my own outfits and, and gonna, grab the grass and and get apples out of the trees. Nothing not. against folks who <laughs> nothing against folks who love the yeah. game and play it. Totally, you know, do it, have your fun. But just for me, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Well, I think for me, um, I think as much as I want to get into that style of gameplay, uh, just like doing the things like in mainline Pokemon games, like harvesting berries, and I, I get enough of that in other games I do play. 
uh, that I don't need a full game of all that stuff, you know, or I have no need to create outfits of my own or do anything creative again. So, um, you know, we'll have to see. But the Animal Crossing, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. So uh, next game, Known Quantity just got announced um, the week ago as a new Pokemon. Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu. Of course, uh, these two games. I am mad about those. You mad? I am mad about too, actually. mad about that. Um, I'm not going to be buying this game, and I've been a Pokemon supporter for quite a bit of time. It's just because of the fact that uh, there's no random battles. Uh, You are just catching Pokemon uh, without... Any sort of uh, battle trainers. Tech. You do tra- so you, let's do battle, go. you do battle trainers. So you yeah, you, but you don't catch wild that. Pokemon. Though, no, you, know? you don't. You, it's 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 basically for me. It's basically a, a a cash grab with Pokemon Go because they they, they work together with it. Um, and I'm just like, no, I, I I I want a regular Pokemon game. There's no reason why you couldn't just give to, to give us one. I mean, I. I'm fine, you know. Make your money, Nintendo, but I will not. You will not be making your money off of me on this one. And so, and, does this link up to your Pokemon Go account? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 what for me. That's just what's that's just what's crazy about it is 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 you basically are doing it in order to in order to get more Pokemon, and it's cool because you have the you can do the the flicky you can flicky with your um with the with the motion controller. Um, they're, they're they're selling this this what is it the the, the ball thing the Pokemon yeah. ball thing and yeah I'm, I'm like I'm good I'm good y'all I'm fine you know I'm done no they Ugh. they are making a uh, regular RPG in the series that's coming on 2019 on there um, you know and what they stated I'm reading an interview with them right now with Eurogamer with the the main uh, producer of the series Mats. Uh, Junichi Matsuda is making a statement basically stating that uh, that he's been the main series Pokemon RPG director and most of them up to now and there's been kind of core tenets or rules of the series that uh, they've never broken up until now on there um, and that they definitely want uh, to do something uh, for more casual audience on there with the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee on that so and he says that the main series games are important to him on there um but it's also people that have played pokemon go is important to him as well on there and a lot of them that's their first pokemon game on there so he definitely wants to uh, kind of branch out and obviously with the let's go pikachu let's go eevee on there uh it's, it's definitely being made towards that audience and so and because of that reason um, I'm going to be playing what Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, whatever version I have. I have to go check which one I, I'm I'm left with uh, on that. So, and uh, go ahead and see. Is I'll definitely be playing that on my 3DS until this mainline Pokemon game gets announced on that. So, mm-hmm. it just seems like that should have been like a Pokemon Go expansion. You know that you just download on your phone. And and just kind of kept it there and just because I, I I mean it just I understand what they're thinking and how they're thinking uh. but to me Pokemon Go is a bunch of people with cell phones whose you know gaming gaming knowledge doesn't go too much further than Candy Crush <laughs> running around parks and practically getting run over by by city buses trying to catch you know Pikachu or 
uh, whatever, you know, all these, I, I'm not a Pokemon person, so I don't, the only ones I know is Pikachu and maybe, uh, you know, that one that looks like, uh, like Frieza a little bit. You are lying. Okay. <laughs> you are not no. lying. I'm trying yeah. very hard to, to say, you know, stop it, Kev, blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> peep, the peep, the Switch owners want that traditional Pokemon experience on the Switch. Yes. Yes. And you can't tell me that this guy – I'm sure they're working on it. They and are. Maybe this is just something to tide folks over until that project is ready to show. No, this this, this just to make money. I'm going to be but, Well, I mean make money first. Make <laughs> no. money first. Like, make it, money first. If this, sa- this if this is, satiates you, this is corporate, corporate, corporate yeah. world. It's all about the dollar, dollar. I, I get yeah. that, but maybe to hold people over until that that core Pokemon game for the Switch comes out, maybe uh, maybe that's the case here. Yeah, that, that's definitely the case, and I mean, this is a something to where the more casual, the younger gamers and uh, the people that have affinity towards Pikachu and Eevee. I mean, you're able to dress both Pikachu and Eevee in so many different outfits in the game. So it's definitely a lot of fan service, uh, a lot of uh, transitioning Pokemon Go players to try to get the game for the Switch on there to try to transition them onto the Switch platform where they maybe they play the game solely on mobile phones before. You know, I could see them uh, trying to get new people interested in, in gaming on the Switch too. So it's it's something that where they could bring that audience over on there and, and create something for them as well on there, which, you know, to me, it's, if, you know, I, I think... It's not going to sing to me. It's not going to sing to you, Desmond. But it is definitely going to reach a lot of other people uh, that maybe need their first uh, Pokemon experience on a console, and then from there, you know, obviously work their way over to a mainline Pokemon game on either the 3DS or on the, on the upcoming one on the Switch. So mm-hmm. I, I see its purpose. It's just not for me. Uh, I can mm-hmm. tell you that right now. So. Uh, all last but not least, you know they did announce a new Fire Emblem uh, for the Switch. So we'll see if this kind of uh, uh, sticks its head out during E3 or not. Not sure how far along it might be in development on there, but that will definitely be a welcome thing on there. Um, and then other speculation, you guys, uh, you think anything else gets announced? Maybe more ports from the Wii U? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What can they? What's left to port? Uh, uh, I would love for them to port Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, maybe. Xenob- okay. Who knows? Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Wait, uh, you know what? I thought Xenoblade wasn't. Isn't there a Xenoblades on the Switch? Yeah, there's Xenoblade Chronicles too, not Xenoblade Chronicles X though. So. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, X was the one on the Wii U with all the um, mechs in okay. the new, new Los Angeles. <laughs> on there so a game i was super hot to play and never played and still want to play (laughs) it's in my backlog of shame and it's funny that you know even the pc i'm on right now i have a xenoblade background for god's sake on my computer Mm -hmm. both here and at work and uh you know i think i might need to get to that you know so (laughs) i'm i'm curious to see what their replacement for virtual console is going to be because you know they've said that virtual console is not going to return, uh, so I'm interested in seeing what they're going to implement to replace that, and how that's going to work. I would guess it maybe hopefully with some uh, revamping of their online structure, where you know you can attach your content to an account instead of your 
console, um, they can they can bring about a you know a virtual console 2.0 type of thing. Uh, uh, I don't maybe. think they're gonna go with the branding, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, what... I know. It, I mean, well, I what I, I meant that more more figurative, figuratively than literally. Yeah. But I know. Um, you know, I I think Nintendo's retro retro uh, roots run further than any of the other companies that are making consoles right now and i know there's some stuff that i would love to to jump back into but the thing that's keeping me from buying these games and what prevented me from buying those games on the wii u was that even though i did spend some money i didn't go overboard is because if something goes wrong with my console, it's a pain in the butt to get my concept content switched over to a new console. You know, yeah, they're, they're tied to the console; they're not tied to yeah. the uh, username. So, so they got to get that fixed. <laughs> I know, and hopefully they do it with the Switch Online. Hopefully, there's more. You know, they did announce a few things with it, so we'll see if we'll get the full full monte on there, including all the NES games that are supposed to be included with the service as well on that. So I think that alone, I mean, to be able to play ice hockey or baseball <laughs> online with people. Double dribble. Yeah, double dribble. Who knows? You know, it might be worth my ducats, especially if I want to play like Smash or Splatoon 2 online or something like that as well. So on that. So and this will end the Nintendo section of our speculation E3 on that. We're going to move on to last but not least, good old Microsoft Xbox. The Dark Horse. Of course. So right now, rumors, and this is going to cover both first and third party stuff. We'll cover the first party stuff first. Of course, there is a rumor that there's multiple Gears of War games coming on that, including a separate Battle Royale game in the Gears of War series on that. So so whether, you know, it's going to be a Battle Royale, everything on that. So, you know, I'm not the biggest (laughs) Gears of War fan. On that, so I'm not sure exactly. I haven't played four yet myself, so so let's we'll take a look. And yeah, there's rumors of three Gears of War games coming, including Battle Royale on there. So um, speculative, right there, that Gears of War Five is an upcoming game. That Polygon has now said that Microsoft may as many as three different Gears of War titles in development on there, which all three are going to be revealed supposedly at E3's. Uh, uh, Microsoft C3's press conference on there, so so they're going to definitely double down. It sounds kind of overkill to me on there, but the first rumor game is going to be Gears of War 5, which have a full single-player campaign and multiplayer modes on there. Second rumor game is to be an RTS game, just like in the vein of Halo Wars. Oh boy! <laughs> that will be quite different from the first-person shooter uh, that fans are used to. And then, obviously, a Gears of War branded Battle Royale game is said to be in the works on there, so... yeah. Yay! Yay. <laughs> kind of <laughs> overwhelming and underwhelming at the same time, in my opinion. You know, so I, I know Kevin. Out of the three of us, you probably played the most out of the series on that. So, uh, any opinion? I, I think you know RTS games, Halo Wars, Halo Wars Two, are kind of just came out like kind of a like a wet fart. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, so. so. Mm-hmm. And to think about another RTS in that series, well, I think there might be people out there that like it, that like to play it on PC as well on there. Uh, but mm, any any thoughts, Kevin? 
Um, I have. I still haven't finished five. I mean, no, four. Gears of War four. Yeah. It it, it is what it is. Um, I I think gear these. If you if you put me in a room where I'm forced to either play Halo or Gears, I'll take Gears any day. But it's it's just not a a series that I'm really attached to. Is probably my my favorite Microsoft part Microsoft first party title. But that's not really saying a whole lot. Um, I think moving the, the thing is is that you know it moving it gears into a, a RTS and then jumping into this uh, battle royale thing. Um, Microsoft, if this is the case, Microsoft is still clean to that to that to those tried and true um those tried and true elements and i I, hopefully five knocks it out of the park you know and how they present it and that it brings people you know makes people hungry to play gears again not maybe who knows maybe the i maybe the the gears community is still as vibrant as as it ever was i don't know uh, I'm only I only play them for the for the uh, campaign. I don't play the online in any of them. Uh, but it just nothing in that lineup for Gears, other than the possibility of five, is exciting to me. I mean, at all. So uh, I just hope, I think just shoehorning gears into a battle royale i would have preferred microsoft to actually just create a new game in that genre and just go with it maybe with some in elements of the gears series possibly mm-hmm. on that but you know it's like gears of royale or you know <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how War. is that gonna work i'm not gonna I laugh at that that's terrible <laughs> It's like, I don't know. I mean, even though Gears is a shooter and everything, I mean, it's just, it just everyone was waiting for everyone, to, every company to put a battle royal mode in their game. And it seems like Microsoft is just devout of any sort of originality and to be able to do something on their own. I'd hate to say it, but, uh, you know, out of the games in their wheelhouse, I was expecting Crackdown 3 to come out with a battle royal mode. I think battle royal in that universe would actually make sense with the whole building climbing the whole car combat and imagine playing a multiplayer game against other players in that universe with all the abilities that crackdown has on there to me would be uh off the wall crazy on that and so i could definitely think you know and hopefully they do unveil what's going on with crackdown 3 on that as well um Obviously, it's it's on the back burner. It's been on the back burner since last E3 after the disastrous Comic-Con <laughs> uh, footage that was shown on there. And whether, you know, it's been good on, on the back burner cooking and marinating on there or whether it's a dish that's just <laughs> has no saving. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I'm trying to paraphrase this kindly on there because I have Crackdown 3 pre-ordered and uh, I am definitely looking forward to the game once it does come out and I just hope that it's, you know, that they get to the, uh, what they want that game to be on there and, uh, you know, you know, probably in the meantime, check out Crackdown 1 on my Xbox One X just to get the get that flavor back in my mouth and, and get that taste, but hopefully what's on the pot on Microsoft 
on that back burner is still marinating and still good. Hopefully they didn't need to throw it all out, you know, just like they did with Scalebound, you know, so. They need to give it time to develop however long that that takes. And Microsoft is just not seem to be in the business of giving their people enough time to get the games the way they need to be. Yeah. And, you know, if if there's going to be any way to turn this around, that's what they're going to have to start doing. They need, I mean, Sony does that almost to a fault. I mean, what, The Last Guardian took almost, what, 11 years to get done? You know, and, but it got done. And, and, and was it a, a sales success? No. Were there quip, quips and quirks with the game? Yeah, because it, it was based on uh, mechanics from a prior generation, uh, it, but it is what it is. Is it you got one company that gives their developers time to create and develop and perfect, and you've got another one that is is get it out there, get it out there, get it out there. And I hope that this E3 will be the 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 the, the sign in the road that says that we're changing that, and we're going to give our people time to make the best games that they can. Well, I'm hoping they gave it enough time. Hopefully they're at a place where this game is actually going to succeed in their mind as a great showing at the show. Because to me, uh, I've been waiting for this game. And a lot of people first announced back at E3 2014. It's been four years on there. And uh, pretty much it should be done on there. I'm hoping for the best. We'll see what happens. Uh, with it on there i'm hoping that they do blow it out on the stage because they deserve to get that big game back in the spotlight and get get that game going again any thoughts desmond i know you've been a f- played crackdown in the past and i don't know whether that be something for you to buy an xbox for possibly if it uh, is yes that 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 would get me to buy an xbox if they were to able to actually to do to to get that out there i would definitely buy an xbox for that game that's that's one of the games that I was that I'm honestly 100% waiting for and if they were to if they were really to just sit down and do that I'd be like thank you so much like you totally you, like I'd be like you get it you know you finally get it yeah, because I don't know. To me, it's like it's like one of the ultimate superhero games, even though it's not really based on superheroes, you know. So, kind of took some uh, aspects of like uh, prototype, Hulk Ultimate Destruction, you know. Think of all the character action games that came kind of before it during the time and kind of had its own spin on it. So, I mean, uh, a lot of people just love the game, and hopefully, you know, there might be an exclusive system for you. I know Chris Brown from our other. The other podcast I'm on, the Gamer Husbands plug plug, um, on that game, uh, podcast that Kevin was on quite a bit as well, has stated that he thinks that there will be possibly an uh, exclusive Xbox One uh, crackdown based console. So I think, you know, you might be well on your way to maybe have a console bundle with a branded crackdown console along with a uh, bundled crackdown three along with that. Hopefully that is something that will happen on there. So, I mean, I would say, yeah, like I would, yeah, I would, I would do that. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I know you've you've gotten cold feet on Xbox One in uh, months and years past on there trying to you know think about picking one up and you know as well you should because I mean I don't know it just depends on the exclusives they bring to the the game on there now other stuff that's been rumored of course uh, for 
Forza Horizon 4, of course, the next version of Forza Horizon, of course, on that. So yet again, I mean, we're speculating yet again another known quantity for Microsoft on there as far as getting a sequel on stage. It's just, hate to say it, but just rinse and repeat, Forza... Forza 7, Forza Horizon 4, Forza 8, Forza Horizon 5. So it's just, mm-hmm. you know, you know, yet again, I mean, there's enough game there that a lot of people are being rewarded with great racing action on there. So it's good that they're bringing that out for the audiences that uh, have, but it's just kind of still kind of stale, plain Jane kind of thing. I don't know if they want to mix things up a bit. Maybe a new Midtown Madness, maybe a new um, Rally Sport Challenge, you know, and they could, they could pull other stuff out of their back catalog, but whether they want to or not, that's all other thing in a nutshell of course well you know that with with they wouldn't even need to do that with horizon and i'm gonna say something that's really going to be controversial so you can send your hate mail to gaming vessels at gmail.com but forza horizon is not an arcade racer as i it is not i'm sorry but it's not uh not when you've grown up with ridge racer and burnout Forza Horizon plays like a simplified, simplified motorsport. You're still having to 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 brake at the turns. You're still having to find your racing line. You're still having to fine tune some some elements. It's not as deep as motorsport, but it it's more sim than arcade by a long shot. Grid, if you were to play something like Grid either grid one or grid two uh grid two is far more of an arcade racer than forza horizon ever was because even though you have to take some of those elements into consideration it is very lenient with regards to your speed and how you take those sharp turns and forza horizon is not and it and it's definitely not a ridge racer with regards to leniency when it comes to uh, arcade racing physics. So I think we need to stop placing Horizon in the arcade genre because it isn't. And the way that they could really differentiate Horizon from motorsport is actually implementing arcade unrealistic taking hairpin hairpin turns at 130 miles per hour physics into the game and there you go you know give me you know give me horizon motorsport graphics with ridge racer gameplay that's all they got to do and and there's a then then you've got a distinct separation between the two brands because as it is right now I'm sorry it isn't, and I know there's going to be some, but will you drive a Lamborghini on the beach? What do you mean it's not an arcade racer? I'm not talking about presentation. I'm talking about control mechanics, and it is not an arcade racer. I'm sorry. So uh, that's a way that they can make a change with that series. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. I, if Namco announced a new Ridge Racer at the show, I would be super. Oh, I'm doing backflips, bro. Straight up. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Or if Sega decides to do a new arcade racer of some sort, you know, on the lines of maybe Daytona or Super GT or something, man, man, oh, man, oh, man. You know, I think that's what everyone would love to see on there. It's just no one's out there doing it. I don't know why the racing genre kind of died 
a bit. It came went more towards like a Gran Turismo type of uh, uh, in game on there, and I think a lot of people kind of got left behind a bit with that. So, so we'll see uh, kind of what happens with that. Other games, of course, a lot of people are speculating that there's going to be a new Halo announcement as well, uh, mainline game. It's been of far too long since the last game in the series, Halo 5, on there. So we'll have to see you know, what they do with this, whether it's going to be an actual Halo 6 or whether they're going to decide to kind of like God of War to just do a reboot of the series on there. I would like to see it. I mean, I think if I, I would definitely check it out if, if it does come out on there. Are you guys interested in, in playing the next uh, edition of Halo if, if it is announced at the show? Yeah. Uh no, I don't really need to play Halo. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I'm 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 straight meh on that. It's uh, oh, it might Halo. be it might be worth a red box just to go through the story. Um, I tried playing five, but five's AI was just horrendous, um, and I was never able to to match up with folks and play uh, a co-op. But um, yeah, Halo Five will definitely be a red box adventure. Halo Six, you mean? I mean Six, yeah, Six, Five, Six, Three. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <definitely>. Don't <laughs> So that's definitely going to be a red box adventure for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and let's go ahead here because basically that's all I really I could say about what's going to be shown Microsoft first party on there. Of course, there's Ori and the Will of the Wisps, of course, that the excellent the 2D side-scroller on that that's getting a sequel on there that was announced last E3 and uh, not really talked about too much on that. That should be an excellent game as well, kind of in the Metroidvania type of style on there. Uh, definitely keep an eye and ear out for that. I don't, know if, I don't think either of you two played the prior game, right, Ori and the Blind Forest? I played Ori and the Blind Forest. I played it. I did not finish it because that game is nails hard uh, and it's a platformer, which is not my strongest suit, but it is very pretty. It is very uh, uh, cinematic in its presentation, uh, buttery smooth animation, uh, but it's like I'm not going to say it's meat boy hard, but it's super hard, you know. Gotcha. Uh, so be, be prepared to die a whole lot, especially if platformers are not your precision platformers. Let me say that. If precision platformers are not your forte, be prepared to die a lot. They are not my pro forte. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> And really, we don't really know what else Microsoft's going to show. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, like, you know, console exclusive. Like, you know, the little – hopefully they, they kind of clarify that hyperbole they used last E3 on that. Uh, so – but uh, I know probably known games you'll probably see at the Microsoft press conference if marketing deals are still in place will be Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which has been kind of announced, uh, got kind of leaked through some um, – some like paraphernalia related to the game. I believe a, a Roman helmet, I believe of some sort was a, a shown as, oh, far as yeah. a, like yeah. a keychain or something like that. So of a, of a Roman helmet. And I was just like, mm. okay, it's, you know, we're getting an odyssey. Sweet. Yeah. And it's been rumored that there's actually a, a dialogue tree, kind of like mass effect in the game as well. 
which is kind of interesting because I think especially with Origins, you're going towards more of a action RPG versus just an action adventure game possibly on that. So definitely take a look at that. I mean, they'll probably be shown at the Ubisoft presser as well on on there, but I believe Microsoft might be uh, scheduled first, so we'll probably see that on that stage. Of course, it's been rumored off and on, which I don't know. I think right now the rumor is that it's not going to be shown, but Borderlands 3 uh, might be shown on the Microsoft stage, of course, on there. Um, if that does get announced, I will definitely be very, very interested in that game. I enjoyed Borderlands quite a bit, prior games in the series on that, so we'll see if there is a Microsoft uh, exclusive or any sort of you know marketing deal in place to get some a special doodad or a feature on the system per se on that of course uh, any excitement for borderlands 3 you guys if when it does get announced uh, i'll play um, it yeah no, I, that's that's probably going to be a pass for me i'll play it i mean i know i i enjoyed it yeah i'll definitely be checking it out too on there of course other rumors that the Thanks to Walmart Canada, of course, and might be at the Microsoft stage, might not. Uh, Just Cause 4 on there. Uh, I think the Avalanche kind of dropped the ball a little bit with Just Cause 3 on that. So we'll have to see if they are able to save what they've done with the series in the past. I love the original Just Cause. I never had a chance to play Just Cause 2 or 3, even though they're in my backlog. I don't know what you guys' experience with the Just Cause series. Uh, just what you showed me, what I played at your house, but so I have yeah. no, like, I wouldn't mind playing it. It seems like it would be fun, you know, but I, I would only play it, like, I think Just Cause would, would, would remind me of um, uh, Saints Row, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, I know it's a little bit more, it's not as zany as Saints Row, but I'm talking about like Saints Row 2, so yeah. it, it just reminds me of a classic, like a classic open world, you know, um, game, so... But I'd try it, oh, definitely. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't think about a new Saints Row. You think a new Saints Row might wear its head, possibly? That would be fun. I'd like to see it. I mean, yeah. they better do something because the, whatchamacallit didn't do shit for them. <laughs> Agents of Mayhem. <laughs> Agents yeah, of Mayhem. For them. Well, to say, I don't know, because, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know, Desmond, but Saints Row 1 and 2 are backwards compatible now with the Xbox One on there with added resolution, so... You're able to play the 360 games on uh, your Xbox One. So whether you want to go back or not, that's another thing. Uh, other stuff possibly at Microsoft's presser, of course, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I think it has been mentioned that CD Projekt Red and Microsoft are pretty close in as far as marketing deals and that kind of thing on that, especially with their prior relationship with The Witcher. So we'll probably see that on stage on that, and to me, I, I'm curious to see what they do come up with because I mean, obviously, uh, CD Projekt Red's always been like Witcher 2, then that's Witcher 3, so they're actually doing a new game, and so I'm just really curious to see how that kind of plays out on that. And um, obviously, knowing as much work as they've done with the game, probably be a very, very good game, but we'll see on it. Any excitement for you two guys about Cyberpunk 2077? Yes, I'm very excited for it as someone who actually played the role-playing game uh when when they were younger i am way totally like i didn't really get into the witcher for whatever reason but i will i will damn sure play this one so bring it on (laughs) something you take a look at kevin or i'll take a look at it um witcher 3 was a good game but 
I just couldn't do the the degradable deg- degradable weapons and applying the oils and all that other stuff in in three. That was my first introduction to the series. And I thought some of the stories, I completed one story arc in the game, and I thought it was a little bit too too worn out for for really what it needed to be. You know, uh, nudity really doesn't do isn't doesn't offend me in games at all. But I thought Witcher Three kind of pushed the envelope and some of the things it was doing that were, you know, really not necessary. Um, I mean. Di- digital polygons don't turn me on, but it was just an element that really some of the stuff that they were doing really just didn't need to be there. I think you can be gritty and, you know, convey an action or an environment without, you know, jumping head first into the mud. So, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, for the, it was just kind of the gameplay that was kind of sort of a letdown that I really couldn't get behind. So I, I, I gave it a good six, seven hours, I think before I quit playing, but cyberpunk, I'm, I, I know nothing about the cyberpunk universe, so I'll give it a fair shot. Cyborgs. But again, I, I I don't like, see how it goes. Yeah. I don't, I don't like games that have that kind of, that, Oh, you have to put, you know, you have to put oil on it or the degree. I don't like stuff like that either. You know, just mm. like just, just looking for the game. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't need all that. So, but I'm excited for yeah. it. Yeah, other games I'm thinking that might show up on Microsoft stage uh, possibly could be the Avengers game that's being worked on by Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. I think that would be a good place for that or on Sony stage as well. You know, I know Square Enix has their own presser this year as well so maybe that will be unveiled there as well but uh you know do you guys think that they will finally pull off a, a decent a superhero game i mean i know that uh, sega had the license before and they brought up pretty crappy hulk and iron man games and so um marvel alliance this- was great so I, I i loved that series they're a little too overpriced on the store right now yeah. on ps4 you know if they were they need to come down on that price, but I'd buy it. I, so that's, I, act, that's Activision for you, though. Yeah, man. like I'd buy the crap out of it, but I, I can't, I can't justify spending, you know, the amount they want me to spend on that game. But, but it was good, and I'm really excited for a, uh, for a good, you know, uh, Avengers game. Now I want to see like Spider Man. That's uh, you know, I know that's you know, I want to see that, but whatever, you know. Yeah. Any other thoughts, you guys, on what uh, might come on to play with Microsoft? They are the wild card. So uh, there is a story, though, that they're going to integrate Google's Alexia and Microsoft's Cortana in a crossover, the end all crossovers. So. <laughs> oh, God. Sure. <laughs> so we're going to throw that out there. Yeah, this, yeah they are bringing up uh, the, the fact that you could use other. Um, people, other companies, personal assistance on the Xbox and also on the Windows 10 platform as well. So, whether that has any bearing on your guys' use or not, none whatsoever. Gotcha. <laughs> I said Google's Alexa, I should say Amazon's Alexa. Amazon's, yeah. Yeah. My bad. I don't use any of that stuff. I don't know if any of you guys out there do or not, but uh, <laughs> I bought my mom uh, an Amazon Dot for Christmas last year and she never uses it. Um, so 
but my I did buy my stepfather-in-law a Google Home, and he's crazy about it. He's 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 doing everything with that thing. So, uh, but as as far as implementing it on a console, uh, I, I think it's just one. It's something I'd never use. Oh, I'll have to see. You know whether I could order my TP and whatever else uses my Xbox. <laughs> Next level, man. Next mm. level. <laughs> so. Uh, I know I do Amazon quite a bit, though, so I've never tried that voice device, but I'll let to see. Maybe I'll have to give it a try, but hey, this is a podcast about games, not about electronics. So. <laughs> <laughs> so any other thoughts on E3 before we wrap this SOB up on there? Uh, any thoughts from you guys out there listening, too? Let us know on there. Maybe we'll read some uh, uh, email at uh, gamingvessels at gmail.com. Because obviously our next episode is going to be for E3 proper. So we're going to go over what has happened and then see how wrong we were as far as any of our predictions or whether we're like, you know, procrastinators of the future, the Nostradamus of gaming, <laughs> the gaming vessels. So. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this. Um, th- if this is actually closer to what Microsoft is going to be presenting, um, it's a disappointment. And, and, and again, it's probably me, you know, it, it's probably me that's, it's, it's that, that battered girlfriend syndrome, you know, you keep holding on to hope that this, you know, that the good old days will come back, but the good old days are obviously gone. And what I mean by the good old days, I mean the type of content that we were getting with the Xbox 360 exclusive wise and the original Xbox exclusive wise. Yes, backwards compatibility is fine and dandy, but it would be nice to see some new life breathed into those older franchises uh, with new with new developers with new eyes with new ideas and how to push those older titles forward uh, into the into this current gaming age and you know i can't remember if it was if it was last e3 or or some other event that phil spencer was asked about you know the state of xbox first party exclusive content in which he said that there are some deals that have been inked uh, there have been some announcements of a new gaming studio. And I can't remember the name of the guy who's heading it up, but he came from uh, uh, he came from I want was he a Naughty Dog? Uh, I want to say he was from Naughty Dog, and I can't remember his name, but supposedly that guy is going to be there, and they're going to be talking about you know his new studio, and you know maybe maybe giving an idea. Uh, I just want to see a roadmap. I want to see a roadmap of where Microsoft is going to be taking Xbox as far as their exclusives, because right now it's just, you know, and we've beaten it up left, right, and center. I get that. But, you know, right now it's, it's grim. There's nothing, there's nothing to play. There is nothing that will, that that's really going to make this console 
is going to define this console exclusive exclusive wise and that's what console gaming is all about yeah you've got your third party stuff and you're like got the best looking third parties around no you don't it's on pc stop talking that way (laughs) you know it's if you if all you cared about was how good your third party games looked at trust me you've got a gaming rig for that uh it's they've got to come up with and i say that when you think about the fact that they've made 2.5 billion dollars in profits off of half-assed exclusives and uh and services Obviously, I'm the problem with is with is me because a whole bunch of other people are are cool with what they're doing. So you know maybe it's me that I, that I just got to get used to this uh, this direction that Microsoft is going. Uh, either that or just get out the game entirely. But uh, you know it, it's it's just I I still want to see that that roadmap that they still care about diverse exclusive triple a content and when i say triple a i'm not talking about millions of dollars invested i'm talking about quality gaming quality mechanics ironed out bugs ironed out i don't want to be driving in a car and my car inexplicably just go flying into the stratosphere some way you know like like what's been happening in state of decay too you know Give the people time to develop, to put out this quality content, and not sit back and say, "Well, you know, if you've got Game Pass, it's only ten dollars, so <laughs> who cares?" You know, I don't want Game Pass to be, you know, the island of misfit games for half-assed content is put to <laughs> to sit and die. You know, I, I actually want people to them to give these developers time to de- to actually develop. The games that they want to you know. send send your hate mail to gamingvessels at gmail dot com. Yeah, go, yeah. Trust me. You know, like I said last year, I want to see Phil Spencer up there with that Xbox, standing like a pagan priest with that X logo up there. With you got the touch playing in the background. <laughs> I <know>. think <laughs> if, if they pull a card out of Sony's strategy, if they come up with uh, multiple announcements, maybe games out year or two from now lay all their cards on the table and go from there that you know they're gonna unveil just like they did back in 2014 you know crackdown 3 is not out yet they need to announce what they're doing not only for this year for next year maybe even the year after that to kind of prove that they got the intellectual property that they're going to bring out new games only for the xbox uh, new games with services of course on there and uh, kind of just lay everything down and just kind of put everything out there. So we'll have to see on there. Obviously, I'm thinking they might have some sort of VR integration. Possibly, I don't think or- VR is going to be on this gen. I, I really don't. I think if it would, if it would have, I think they would have showed it off by now. Um, I, I have. I, I think VR, if it's going to come, it's going to come with the next with the next console. And the way it, it, it kind of sort of sounds is like this entire gen <laughs> might have just been a big beta test for their next console anyway. So He's not lying. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I don't know. Um, we'll, all I can say is we'll see. You know, I want to see Microsoft actually get in there and compete. 
because we all know what corporations do when they have no competition. They get arrogant and start doing stupid stuff. And even though I'm a PlayStation preferred gamer, I need a strong Microsoft out there to keep to keep them on their toes so I get better content. That's what and that's what it's all about. And I have everything anyway. So it's not like I've got not, you know, nobody's sending me a check. But uh, I just want to see them compete for my dollar. I, I actually want when I go into a GameStop or when I log into Amazon and I'm buying a third party game, I actually want to stop and think about where I want to get it. You know, is it, because like, you know, right now, God of War is still in my mind right now. So when I'm going into GameStop to buy a game. PS4 is just kind of sort of the default, you know, the the default system I'm going to get it on. But I want to be in a position where, you know, I just I just had this wonderful gaming experience on the Xbox One and, you know, had all the One X bells and whistles, this first party exclusive that was just really exciting to play. And I want to be thinking about, well, am I going to get it on PS4? Maybe I'm going to get it on the Xbox. I actually want to have to think about it, you know, instead of just having just this one default, you know, setup, you know. Um, but anyway. All right. I think that will do her for our E3 speculations on there. We'll end it on that note on there. Of course, we haven't mentioned anything for Anthem. That's another game we're looking forward to. But and, I think uh, this- the other one was uh, Fallout 76. So, but... Y'all, there's probably going to be tons of news about that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, Bethesda's a known quantity, of course, and we'll have to see. You know, I haven't really, even though it's been announced, I haven't seen any of the Rage 2 stuff, but I think that game is, would be interesting, especially with Avalanche doing it. So, but I mean, we could be here all night talking about this game and that game and the other game and that kind of thing. So, um, there's a lot of stuff going on. We haven't talked about EDF5, which is going to get, a, you know, already gotten a, announcement for us but probably there's going to be more information uh once e3 rolls around on there as well so we'll talk about everything that is interesting to us on our next episode so you know definitely be on the lookout we're kicking this season three off in style with e3 of course so all right then so folks we're as we begin to wrap this episode up we want to thank you for hanging in there with us and listening to us uh wax philanthropic about uh, this upcoming E3 uh, event. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email. If you've got, uh, if you want to get have your your thoughts and opinions on anything we've discussed on a prior episode heard, or hey, if you want to actually be on the show and express your opinions with us as we record, send us an email at gamingvessels at gmail and uh, let us know what your thoughts are um, on what I think is fair to say our favorite our favorite hobby, which is video games. We can also be seen in the in the gaming circles, uh, PlayStation Network. I am Shonuff Seven, S H O N U F the number seven. Des is the Nemo Six or Nemo Six rather. The Nemo Six. That, you're correct. The Nemo Six. T H E N E M O the number six. Trader Joe can be found at uh, Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. 
We are also on the social networks and mainly the Twitter sphere. Uh, I am Shonuff71. Uh, Joe is at Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. And uh, Dez is uh, Nemo Tigger. Is that right? That is correct. Nemo Tigger. All right. Okay. Uh, Nemo Tigger on Twitter? I thought you were in the Nemo section. Oh, sorry. It was backwards. Okay. So on on PlayStation, or yeah, PlayStation, I'm Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And on the Twitter sphere, I am the Nemo 6. T-H-E-N-E-M-O and the number six. Okay. Gotcha. So, and um, if you see me on Steam, I am Shonuff71 there. Um, I am I'm, also, huh? I'm Mr. Fungul on Steam. Mr. Fungul is yes. M R F O N G U L, and on Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071, and Joe is Mr. Fungul. Also, you're Mr. Fungul on Xbox. Yes, on Live Xbox. Well? Yeah. Okay. Which you will not see me around at least for <laughs> another six to eight weeks. So yeah. All all my Xbox consoles are in boxes and packed away. So eagerly awaiting their un, unleash the power of the X mm-hmm. in the data. You know, I'm, I'm going to need a separate room just to to store all my X. Oh, just to handle all the all that power, man. All that power, yeah. Sitting over here lying like that. Tesla capacitors just to contain it. No, I, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to busting the thing out and playing. Uh, definitely some Xbox original Xbox games on it, and uh, kind of dig into the system a little bit on there. I don't want to be sarcastic, and you know, well, I have been playing Ninja Gaiden Black and backwards compatible, and that has been fun. To do yeah, I'll be definitely playing some Mercenaries. That's one of my favorite games of that generation. So I'll be definitely throwing that up and firing that up, and, and you know, hanging out more on the Xbox side of the fence as well. So. So, and we will be looking forward to uh, bringing back the results of what happened in uh, at E3 and giving you our perspectives. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many people I pissed off with this episode. <laughs> but that's not my intent. Uh, I'm, I'm sure just, uh, I'm, sure I'm just, fine. I'm just very opinionated when it comes to this stuff. Uh, but you know, hey, it's all good fun. Uh, so, with that, I am Shonuff seventy one. He is Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. See, you thought I stopped singing, didn't you? Yeah. See, <laughs> see I'm, I'm back to torture your eardrums. Yes. And he is Des, the Bay Area Terror. And we will be back with episode two of season three next week. Peace.